I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. That's not my idea of restful, all right? This is restful. Hanging around the house, just being lazy, and that's what I want to do. I just want to hang around. Be lazy. Listen to the ball game and, you know, drink a couple hundred beers and maybe smoke an occasional cigar outside. I'll, I'll fix the barbecue in the backyard if you want me to. I'll do that. All right. This is what I need, Carol. I, I need this. And you'll see. At the end of the week, I'll, I'll be a brand new human being. It's your vacation. Hate cul de sacs. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Dick Miller. Mm. Oh, sure. Hello. And welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 638. I'm Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian. He's almost as hairy as Bruce Dern Dunaway. Oh, I'm pretty hairy, but not that hairy. Oh, hi. Mm-hmm. This week on Film Sack, we take an old man's poodle poop on the mowed lawn of the <laughs> streaming service suburbs of Netflix. When we drive this classic comedy mystery thriller from the late 80s down to the street and bang the hell out of it with a stick. I've never seen that. I've never seen anybody watch. Okay. Seen it a thousand times. And I just might snap and bury you all in my backyard in the rain. The neighbors peering through their windows. What's this? It's a bone. It's a human femur bone. Anywho, I'm going to use this part of my intro to tell you guys about what this movie means to me and how if you shit on it, I will staple your ass to shit. In 1989, I took my two younger sisters to the theater to see this on release. I was 16 and they were eight and six. It was during a time when our family was going through a divorce. Uh, and to hear my sisters tell it, I might as well have taken them to see The Exorcist. Satan is good. Satan is her pal. And now our my <laughs> oldest sister, she lives in a cul-de-sac, not too dissimilar from the one portrayed in this week's movie. And I like to think that maybe, just maybe, I'm responsible for a little bit of her daily anxiety. Brothers are the best, especially ones who are Theodore. Hey, Randy, no tan lines this morning. Looks nice. You have a meatball. <laughs> Nicely done. This little, I also like the little trip through time there. That was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We learned a little come, something come about you along the way. Yeah, I didn't mm. expect that today. Um, all right, let's move over now to Randy. If this was 
Sorry. If this was in the age of HOAs, that house would have been fined out of existence years ago, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Did I ever tell y'all about the time I was a trash man who worked on the back of the trash truck? No. True story. Depending on your partner, you could have a lot of time back there to figure out how to reinvent yourself. Become an investor, or maybe a writer, or a self-help guy. You could you could write a self-help book about investing. You just got to believe in yourself. You also have to keep your eyes open and pay attention to what all these weird residents are up to. And pay attention to what they're throwing away. That's where the action is. I've seen them all. And I'm pretty good at spotting a nosy neighbor who's going to be mm. successful at knowing what they're nosing. In fact, I've developed three rules for being the best nosy neighbor you can be. Number one, paint your house. And while you're doing it, wear a shiny leather jacket with huge collar flaps and silver studs all over it. Be as conspicuous as possible. Unless, number two, use all of the secrecy tactics you learned in Vietnam to keep your neighbors from knowing what you're doing. Wear camo, use super old clunky radios, and most importantly, completely ignore that your Midwestern neighborhood is in Southern California where the trees are sparse and you are clearly visible. Number three, when you suspect that your neighbor is grinding up penises in their basement, you need, you need to talk to an expert. What you want to do is go on down to the penis mill and talk to the dick miller. <laughs> dick miller. <laughs> Always talk to the dick miller before no you proceed. Don't talk to the dick trickle, though. No. Yeah. Good Lord, no. Oh, my. With us, finally, Brian, someone needs to call Home Protective Services about Corey Feldman living by himself over there, Ibbett. Right? I mean, how old is this kid? Where are his parents? All right. Uh, if you thought my previous songs were bad, I'm happy to tell <laughs> you that this one is garbage. I get it now. These are the best neighbors I've ever had. Some kid, Arthur Dork, and Joe Biden's dad. Living in the burbs is what I adore. Oh, look, someone's moving in next door. Good thing I'm paranoid. Oh, perfect. Or I'd be dog meat. Good thing I'm paranoid. Weirdos on my street. Dead trees, killer bees, ruthless HOA fees, weirdness on the block. Neighbor's side, tongue-tied Rumsfield and his child bride, I'm taking the dog for a walk. Sorry, Ice Worm. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be all right. He'll <laughs> be fine. Mr. Rogers helping calm my fears Maybe I'll play him in a couple years But Walter's gone and it's been a day All we have is his cheap to pay Good thing I'm paranoid We found a femur Good thing I'm paranoid it made a screamers. Pizza dude, German brood, let's face it, we're all screwed. The gurney in the street. 
true green smoke screen needle full of ketamine neck beard in the driver's seat i can't hear la 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 it's a <laughs> german brood let's face it we're all screwed i'm in the ambulance baby it's all right true green smoke screen needle full of ketamine see you at the hospital baby it's all right <laughs> Hold on, is you that the first? In. Is that the first time you've done the full song? Because that was the full. I didn't song. do the full song. I left out. Uh, I left out like three, two choruses and an instrumental bit. I just, I just happened to actually grab the, the end of it and slide it at the end. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. The story that worked well. Thank yeah. you so much for making me miss Rock Band. <laughs> so much. Oh yeah, that song was permanent that was, rock uh, band that was material. Great. Yeah, all the time. That was awesome. Uh, guys, we're talking about the film The Burbs, if it wasn't obvious. A lot of you at home are like, wait a minute, what is this? The Burbs? Yes, it is. It's The Burbs. We finally got around to it after so long. We've been trying forever. Uh, it is known that Dunaway considers this one of his finest films, our greatest movies he's ever seen. He loves this My, movie. Yes, yes. Love this mm-hmm. film. Go ahead. Do your but, worst. But didn't realize that so much of that was just tied up in the nostalgia of it, the, you know, the... The, the taking oh, your part. sisters to see it. So, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Part, it was that. And then, uh, w- uh, my lifelong friend who I bonded with as well, just two years later, we watched this on VHS together for the first time. Cause Aww. when I saw it in the theater, I didn't, I wasn't that impressed with it because I was there with my eight and six year old uh, sisters. <laughs> but when me and my friend watched it, I was like, yeah, we can watch it again. Me and my friend watched it and we've been friends ever since then it was one of the first movies to watch either so there's a lot of oh, uh, cool. emotional baggage to yeah. the burbs this is just hilarious yeah when you watch it with your with your little sisters do you spend the entire yeah. time like i do this with if i'm watching something with my parents or watching something with you know uh, tristan when he was younger you can't really focus on the movie because you're like all right yes. is this yes what are they thinking of me because i picked this movie or am i scar- scarring them for life because i picked yes, this movie i am I am definitely the filter, and I'm feeling judged the whole time because I'm the one who picked the film. <laughs> yeah. It's all on me. Yeah, it's yeah. all pretty soft stuff yeah. now, but you know, when you're six or eight, that's probably a little yeah. intense. This movie, especially when Uncle oh, uh, what's his name comes shows up, uh, Theodore Gottlieb's <laughs> character. No, I am not from Brother this. Theodore. No. I love that guy. Yeah, I thought it was classic. Uh, until I looked it up, I was like, "That's that's Klaus Kinski, isn't it?" But uh, very no, much alike. Brother Theodore. Yeah, yeah we've had a couple if people. They, hit me. Yeah, if uh, they ever wait. make a live action year without a Santa Claus, uh, that is your heat miser right there. Yeah. He is, he is <laughs> ready to, for the role, Mister Demille. D- dig, <laughs> dig him out of his grave and make him play yeah, that well, role. Well, you know, prop yeah. him up. Sure, <laughs> sure. Dude, there's no way that dude isn't a zombie now. There's yeah, no oh yeah, hell yeah, dude. He's wandering the streets now. We just don't. <laughs> his, know his gravestone said something. Uh, I think Wabbit told me this. It's, his gravestone says something. I'm trying to recall exactly what it says, but essentially, uh, there is essentially. Just when you think there's no hope, there's death or something like that. I can't oh, remember to look at really? it back. But it's, wow. it's, it's very dark, but hilarious. <laughs> I mean, he was known for being like that, right? Like he was yeah. kind of had that sense yeah, of humor. Yeah, he was on David Letterman all the time uh, oh, during right. our, our generation. Yeah, big time. Up, so. And if you ever yeah. asked him, Harry, uh, do, do you want a drink? He'd say, no. He'd yell that at you. No. Speaking of uh, this movie, we got to give a little description of it. We got a listener who piped in with uh, their version of it, and uh, we're going to let them be fake Fletcher today and describe the film, The Burbs. Hey, man. I just wanted to tell you a little (laughs) bit about The Burbs. An overstressed suburbanite and his neighbors are convinced 
that the new family on the block is part of a murderous satanic cult. Can you believe that? That's crazy. <laughs> you know what? That's my favorite. I know every time we get a new one in, I know. that's my favorite this yeah. week. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's that really real. good. I like that uh, film sack intros now provided by the Cohen brothers. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was really good. So thank you for that. But uh, yeah, we are talking about the 1989 film, Joe Dante directed film, The Burbs, starring Tom Hanks, Bruce Dern, Carrie Fisher, and a load of other people. And, um, you know, I'll just say right up top, I think Dunaway is right to like it. There's a reason it's a, mm-hmm. it's a cult classic. Uh, it reviewed terribly when it came out. And very yeah. quickly on VHS became a massive hit uh, to this day. And everybody, I was, we were looking at it, or no, you guys posted it. Somebody posted it in our Discord about an interview with Tom Hanks about his favorite movie. Um, yes. And then at the, and the comments of the video on YouTube was just miles of people saying the burbs, the burbs, the burbs, the burbs, the burbs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. You're wrong, Tom Hanks. Your favorite movie is the burbs. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you said, basically. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. You're clearly, you're, you're clearly in the majority. People are very fond of, yeah. of the burbs. Yeah. So. There's definitely I a fan base out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to argue something about the phrase cult classic, because if it just, if it just means there are some weirdos out there who like a movie, <laughs> <laughs> then then it's just like it's so many movies and I, like I, I i don't know i don't i don't want to be precious about the phrase but there just like my initial statement about this thing is like there's there's no call to watch it in my life like uh, this is the first time i've ever seen it oh. I, I like i i've heard of it but i've just heard that it was you know mediocre or subpar or whatever and like there I, there's never been a person in my life ever once that said hey you should see this movie and it's definitely never been at like midnight showings at the indie house and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's true. That's right. what I, what right. I want from the phrase cult classic. You know what I mean? Sure. sure. Right. How do you, how's yeah. that even defined? I wonder, I'm going to look up the official yeah, thing. I think it's just, if it takes on a life outside of its original Ra- run, rabid, like, rabid uh, fans who have made, who have made a cult around the film. Whether it yeah. deserves it or not, right? So according, yeah, and, according, and outside yeah. of its original intent, right? Like his Rocky Heart picture yeah. wasn't really intended to become what it became, mm. right? Um, according to that, according to yeah. the dictionary, uh, it is a noun, and, and they say this: a work of fiction that is extremely popular with a select audience, but may or may not be successful at the time of the work's original publication. So you might say. Iron Giant fits in this category, or um, uh, right. mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't have to be something "quote unquote" uh, controversial or sub- subversive right. or bad. Yeah. Or, the Room you know, has right. really ruined us for this understanding, right? The Room yeah. Is, yeah. is like a cult classic, but it's not a classic at all. It's right. just a cult. Right. Movie. Just a cult. Honey Darko is a is a cult classic, oh, and it's man. not a bad. You get film. some arguments there when people like, yeah. Oh really? People, oh, yeah. On whether people, or not it's a cult classic, or whether it's well, no, people are polarized about that film because there's so many oh, people yeah. exposed to it because the cultists go, "You gotta watch it," and the people watch it go, "Stop telling me to watch movies." Yeah, stop telling. <laughs> I don't like that movie. I didn't like. I, I I watched it based on everyone saying, "Oh, you have to watch it," and I really dislike yeah. Donnie Darko. I do not like it at all. Mm-hmm. And right. it's kind of the sort of movie you'd think I would like, but I was just like, ugh, I can't watch this. What the hell's this thing? <laughs> so I don't know. I think there's maybe even some of that. There's like division sometimes mm-hmm. in a cult classic. Yeah, there is for mm-hmm. sure. Um, yeah. But in this case, this one is more like it performed bad in, in theaters, did well later. Uh, Rejuvenated classic, maybe. Uh, maybe, yeah. I, I do think the way you defined I, it, like when it finds success in in the secondary market, 
is is kind of its own category, right? It's, sure. It's a just maybe it's a discovered classic or something. It's like yeah, we we didn't want to see it at the theater because it didn't really get us jacked up or jazzed. But once it hit VHS for whatever reason, it just worked. And it was the perfect storm. And I think what um, I'm I'm on the uh, I like it fence. There's a little bit. There's some things in there that that I feel uh, if it were heaven forbid redone today probably would be done differently and heaven maybe, forbid, oh God, yeah. heaven forbid. Said that. no because i don't Are think this movie Ricky should ever be, redone. be the neighbor right <laughs> well no give give poor Corey some work man the dude needs some work right um but oh, it's because there are all these weird things in there. There's a you know a weird zoom in and out screaming thing that you don't get anything else like that in other parts of the film. It feels completely like it yeah. is a zany moment in a movie that's not zany. Mm. It, it, um, feel, it feels like it was made by multiple people. Like I, as I yeah, was watching it, yeah. I was like, oh, this right. is interesting. I wonder, I wonder if they're going to do this anymore. No, okay, so now they're it, doing this other thing. Like, hmm, hmm. right. It was. It actually but, was. Yeah. It was made by multiple people. Uh, all these, there, we had a lot of comedic actors in this film that they had to be uh, do a lot of improv because this was going on during a writer's strike, which I think actually helped this a lot because Dana Olson, the writer, you know, has done some stuff, but nothing is elevated, in my opinion, as the burbs. And part of that is because they just kind of had to improv a lot of it. They had, they had the story there. They, they, they were all familiar with what it's like to live in suburbia. Mm. And so they pulled upon their uh, crew of great comedic actors and they created, in my opinion, a masterpiece. Yeah. Like the part, wow, there's a amazing. scene where the scene where, um, Tom Hanks hurls himself. Well, first hurls the, the, yeah. uh, the gurney into the back of the thing and then yeah. jumps on there. According to yeah. the trivia, that he did all that on his own. He was, was all like, improv, just made it yeah. up, and it's a and, it's a pretty great scene. The one thing we always forget about Tom Hanks, because in his later years, it's more about just pure acting, and he's mm-hmm. recognized yeah. for that. But back in the day, his physical comedy was pretty great. It was great. It was amazing. And, yeah, and these eighties and early nineties Tom Hanks comedies, you watch them now, and there's a very a very uh, twisted uncomfortability about them, whether yeah. it's money pit or this even bachelor party there's big. like yeah yeah big. yeah big um that's probably when things maybe started to change and where he started you know splash was kind of this as well uh, even though it was really early um there's a little bit of an uncomfortability in there that i kind of like that is like that feels like hey here's a whole weird thing about Green sky at morning, sailor take warning, blah blah blah. That never goes anywhere and is really just kind of audio filler. Yeah, and the whole the, the know, Satan it, is Satan is my friend that. or Satan is my yeah. pal or whatever. Right. That that line is also apparently yeah. completely <laughs> made up. How many on the times have you seen? Yeah. Yeah. How many times have you seen this film? Me, uh, uh, this is probably the it, yeah. fourth or fifth, fourth or fifth time. Okay. Yeah. So I I will argue that I, first of all I think Joe Dante did an amazing yeah, job. He's, he's of, the comedian in the movie. Yeah. Or he's he the really comic is. actor he, in the movie. Mm-hmm. He, he is, he is, he was able to weave something that has all of these amazing callbacks. Even though there's a lot of improv going on, mm-hmm. all the actors seem to be in not only invested, but also keeping very true to the, to their characters. And mm-hmm. I, I, like I said, Joe Dante is a, he's just orchestrating this whole thing and he keeps it all together. And the things that you talk about, sometimes you miss because there's things that they will just like say just very passively offhand and then it'll just come back. Like my favorite thing that I didn't catch until like, I don't know, it was probably the sixth or seventh viewing 
was like uh, when the when the uh, detective is talking to Tom Hanks's character at the end, he talks about the ransom note that uh, that he left at Walter's house. And you're like, what are we talking about? And I was like, oh, yeah. At the beginning, uh, Tom Hanks is writing a note and it's complicated to explain in a note what happened exactly that they broke into Walter's house. And so he just ends up going, Walter, I have your dog. And so that pays off at the end when he says that the old man says you kidnapped his dog. Right. And uh, right. go ahead. Well, and that's like that's that's the, a really good example. Of, like you're absolutely right to say that pays off because it is right. it is how these movies are usually structured. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help comparing constantly. I was constantly comparing this movie to uh, the movie. Um, uh, Oh my gosh! Uh, the, I want my two dollars. Better off dead. Oh, better off dead. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, man. that's so good. My brain yeah. just that's now. a good one. Got to do that. Movie but it's too. it's it's the same thing. It's in suburbia. It's got you know a, a pretty broad cast of characters and so on. Better off dead has so many more jokes, like ten times yeah. more jokes. Yeah. And yeah. what you get used to in that movie is when you see a movie a joke early, you're going to hear it again later, or you're or it's going to come back. Something something weird is going to be returned to right we and mm, and right. when when it's you know when it's an object that is important later we call it Chekhov's gun right mm-hmm. yeah and right. like this movie I, I was like this movie really it's it feels aimless and so i was so happy anytime something got a payoff later because like yeah. like there's all these things in this movie that i i wonder like did they really get like seven takes and they thought this was the best one? You know, like what, you know what I'm saying? Like what if, what if this movie had had a chance with a, you know, with a script that got revisions and like lots of different, lots of different jokes. And then we, we pick the one that works like, because it it just feels like it's it's very haphazard. The only, yeah. the only real complaints I have about the movie, and these maybe are along the lines of what Ivit was talking about earlier, but in specific, I don't like I don't like person shaped holes in things. They played it so down though. They did they didn't say look at the, they didn't like pan the camera over and go look it's a person shaped hole no, no they just said, not really you they, almost don't even notice it yeah you don't it, even notice it and all yeah. of a sudden like wait a minute it wasn't as bad as, it wasn't as bad as chevy chase in a fine or not a fine mess no what was the thing uh, um uh, nothing but trouble nothing but trouble it wasn't that bad of a human hole but it still annoyed me yeah, and also yeah. him hole. coming down and touching his <laughs> touching his molars and going teeth and they're going, and that's not how that yeah. works, dude. It doesn't work mm-hmm. like that. Yeah the, the, yeah. the zoom in and out with the camera, the the person-shaped hole. The, those things didn't have to be in this film because uh, it, it does so well with everything else and, and kind of leaves a lot of that stuff up to the uh, the imagination. They don't need to drill the point home that they're freaked out because they found a femur. Yeah, it's just sort right. of right. vaudevillian in a, in a way that I don't think helps the rest of the movie. Now, when I was a kid, would I have cared? Probably not. Oh no! Yeah, for sure. and, that's, and, and that's the that's the reason why we brought this up in pre-show, and the, and I really really want to talk about how these kinds of movies where there are I'm sorry, Brian, I'm 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 not no, arguing with you, you about you can, what you, you can like, bash it, but these movies that are that are that are kind of like mediocre, and you know it's yeah. got 55 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, right? It's like the yeah. definition of mediocre, mm-hmm. where if it hits you at the right time, when you're especially when you're in your formative years, it can. Right end up sticking with you in really great ways the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And and so like I think that's like Gremlins for a lot of people, you know, it's other Joe Dante yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. which I mean, Gremlins is a better movie than this, but Gremlins isn't like 
perfect, <laughs> right? Like it's right, it's right. weird if you're if you're not in the right place for it when you first see it, you're just gonna go okay, right? Yeah, I think some of the I think okay, so I've noticed that when I talk to most other, so this is something that happens in movies and it just just happens. I think this movie is a little bit inaccessible uh, to to who is presented as outsiders here. They present women as outsiders, the wife, all those roles, they present them as outsiders. And so I've talked to a lot of, you know, my friends before who were women and they, they're usually kind of lukewarm on the burbs, like, eh, not really, not for me. And I feel like probably because it is, you know, it's all about these grown men uh, basically yeah. being kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. they're being, you know, they're, they're like grown up kids essentially. Yeah. And even, even the parts at the adventure. end where Carrie Fisher is there at the scene of the accident and he's kind of coming back to her talking yes. about how much she loves her hair and everything. Mm-hmm. That's like an apology that a kid would make to their mom. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. She's right. the mother of this movie and everyone's the child, not her, not her <laughs> own child. Yes. We barely see little Steve or whatever his name is or <laughs> Mike, but we get, but we get yeah, every, Ricky, all these Ricky adult Butler. men. Well, yeah. Oh, Steve. Oh, the kid. And, the kid. Poor, yeah. and poor art's wife who we never hear. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You've seen this more than I have. We don't hear anything about art's wife until the very end when no, we hear about her. We do. Okay. Yeah, they, she, they talk about it a couple of times. She's she's on vacation too. She's on a trip. The only oh, time yeah, the only early. time I remember hearing about it, like Ibit, is the very end when he goes, "My wife's home." He yeah. doesn't care about the house. No, being it's on the fire. other yeah, way around. Wife. It's uh, your your house is on fire and your That's wife's home. And my house is on fire. Oh, it is the other you know, way around. He, right? he says, yeah. my wife is home. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the whole joke because yeah. he's like, that's worse yeah. than a that's fire. The more, that's yeah. the more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I was I, the whole time I was thinking, all right, so he's alone. We don't know the story there. He eats all of Tom Hanks's food. He's just like Kramer right. in this movie. He's an, and then he's an eater. He eats every every time. Yeah. Every time he's in a scene and yeah. there's food nearby, he sticks to that character for improv. And uh, he just. He walks right into I, it, even yeah. Walter's house. Yeah. I love, well loved, uh, Rick DeCommon. I thought he was he was great, right. and uh, you know, in seeing Stand him up. when he when he puts up puts on the equipment to go climbing up the telephone pole to cut the power, yeah. it's so funny because his character in Die Hard is the dude who's you, yeah. he's sticking his head out of the manhole going. Cut the power. Yeah. Cut yeah. all the power. Oh yeah, I forgot he was in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With yeah. the same helmet and the same outfit. It's like that. <laughs> it's like all right. That is. I want that to be the continuation of art. He, he lives in yeah. L.A. It, now and yeah. smart. Yeah. He's, uh, he's always dressing. Power. Power. He's always dressing up for each occasion. So he's like, he's got, uh, he's got that electrician's <laughs> outfit. He's got the voice right. guy outfit when he's going over yeah, the wall. The red Rover. Red Rover. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's I, Bruce Bruce Dern though for me is the movie. He's, I he's love movie. him yes, in it. Absolutely, yeah. I absolutely like, love Bruce Dern. I was say, Rick yeah. DeCommon just feels like they didn't have enough money to get someone like a, a famous <laughs> comic act, Canadian comic act. You it should have been. Like, it should have been Tom, or it should have been. Uh, um, they didn't have Rick uh, Moran. John Candy. Money. John, John Candy. Candy. John Candy's right. your actor. Yeah. That's who it should have yeah. been. Yeah. yeah. And and so they didn't have they didn't have that money. They get Rick to come, and he's fine, but he doesn't ever reach the high highs that mm-hmm. someone like Rick Moranis would have. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But Bruce Dern, I can't imagine <laughs> anyone except maybe if this movie was made ten years later, maybe Jim Carrey. Yeah. I was would thinking Ackroyd. Ackroyd yeah. could have played a good. Oh uh, yeah. Field. Conspiracy. Ridden, throwing himself yeah. around. Dan Ackroyd doesn't throw himself. Oh, around. sure he does. Back then, back then, not, he could like have. Yeah, he could have. Yeah. I didn't know Bruce Stern was freaking uh, like 
Pardon Pardon Ninja. <laughs> yeah, he's not always a comedic actor, right? He does. No, he does very oh, no. no he's almost 90 yeah. percent not a comedic actor. He's usually yeah, a very yeah. serious yeah. actor and very angry all the time. That dude's just yes. never happy. <laughs> and I don't, but, I don't know why this movie hates the character of his wife, Wendy Shaw, who like she only appears uh in the doggy style position wearing a bikini or something. I don't get, yeah, yeah. I don't understand. Less, why this less than that. Sure. Basically shorty shorts that, uh, they, yeah. they filmed some, they filmed some scenes. They just didn't make it to the final cut. We, I don't know if you watched the, the video of what, uh, Ibit sent us, but there's, there's a lot of cut floor stuff that never happened. She's, yeah. um, she's by the way, Francine floor. Smith in, uh, American dad, uh, and yeah. the reason she has that job, so Stan's wife, you know, the main the main lady is is her. Right. And she claims the reason she has that job at all is because Seth MacFarlane is a gigantic Burbs fan and wanted her, <laughs> yeah. wanted her specifically to come do the role, which I thought was pretty well, funny. People who write also, comedy we love. saw her uh, we saw her yeah. in her space as the the checkout girl that uh, wants to hook up with Martin Short. Um <laughs> The, the kind of uh, new wavy, oh. uh, forget it, Wendy. You've even got a clip. Yeah, Wendy, yeah, the forget, forget it, it. Wendy. Uh, no, not a chance or whatever he says. Yes, exactly. Another, Com- another comedic writers. Yeah. Comedic writers really like this movie. There's a YouTube video with Bill Hader mm. recently talking about uh, how much he loves and how much a classic this is. So yeah, so I I think that there's meat. See, I think there's meat on that bone that this movie matters in more than just it's kind of funny after the fact, or we f- saw it on VHS when we were 10 and we never forgot it or whatever. I think there's more to it. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's something else there. It's not perfect, but, mm-hmm. but I would put it up there with other stuff of the time. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's a smarter, Absolutely. it's a smarter movie than other com- comedy stuff that came out around that time. Like yeah. it's a, yeah. uh, more, I hate to say more cerebral, but but how is it? By the way, on Bruce Stern, yeah. how is it that he looks the same age in this as he looked in Nebraska? I know, from, dude. Twenty thirteen. <laughs> what the frick? That guy. I don't know how. He, I mean, he still he still looks like this. Like yeah, Nebraska yeah, was what twenty twelve or something, and then twenty thirteen. Yeah. Prior to that, I feel like the oh, only other thing I'd I'd ever seen him in are like a, maybe a western or two, and then this. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't have yeah. a lot of. I honestly, I maybe can count on one hand how many Bruce Dern movies I've seen, but I always enjoy him every time. Yeah, always, he's, he's a he's about fifty three in this movie, mm-hmm. and yeah. both Tom Hanks and Carrie Fisher are thirty three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when they made yeah. this movie, and that's really hard to kind of picture. You know, like Tom Hanks and Carrie Fisher were the same age. I don't know why, because yeah, yeah. I just, there's something about it. I guess that does seem weird, doesn't it? Like you yeah. feel like Carrie Fisher should be older than Tom Hanks. Or something because we've had such a quote unquote relationship with Carrie Fisher over the years that we didn't have with Tom Hanks. I just remember seeing this for the for the first time when I saw this back in eighty nine. I guess I would have maybe it was ninety. I remember being distracted by the by her the whole time because in my Mm -hmm. head the same thing happened with uh, with the the um, Mike Myers movie. Can't think of the name of the damn thing. Oh, so uh, I Darn it, darn it, or No, the the oh, uh, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. What's wrong with me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, she was in that. She was. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good. This is a very good Quincy Jones, though. I yeah, thank you very it. much. Yeah, but yeah. she was the. Yeah, she was yeah, what yeah. is his like therapist or something in that and um, uh, or no, she was Doctor no, Doctor uh, Evil's therapist. Anyway, point is, I see her in these movies in the '90s, and I'm just mm-hmm. distracted because to me, it's Princess Leia, and I'm not. I can't sure. deal with it. It's like yeah, she's not yeah, supposed yeah. to be here. She's supposed to be in space trying to negotiate a deal between the empire. Short hair and no, 
Yeah, no buns or nothing. Come on. Yeah, so what's great What's great about it, though, or brings me to to current, is watching her this time made me really appreciate her role and really appreciate her mm-hmm. acting that isn't yeah. Princess Leia acting. <laughs> she's, Might, very, really. she's a very strong presence uh, in, in this film, which they needed because we needed at least one kind of person to be reasonable, and she keeps uh, Tom Hanks' character yeah, right. it's like an anchor. Really she, she's a good anchor for everybody, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, I would, yeah, I would say yeah. that's true. I, I mean, Dunaway, you do agree, right? That like there's a cardinal sin here in this movie. Like, oh, the, the, like Carrie Fisher I, I can't exists. See it, Carrie Fisher <laughs> exists, and she is so wildly underused. It's yeah. almost like it's almost like I'm trying to convince myself I'm supposed to be entertained and wanting Carrie Fisher to be funny and like wanting her to is, be present and mm-hmm. like wanting her. Wanting it's more hard involved. for me because. Right. I, it's hard for me because I love Carrie Fisher so much. But honestly, the the stuff that's there, there's so much in this movie. I just don't know if you have room to to kind of do that. And I think it would take a purity for me from what it is if you, and, if you really boosted her. And, mm. and this is because this movie has, uh, you know, and this is not a cardinal sin. It's just a choice that this movie makes the mistake of cramming in so many people from outside yeah. and none of them really have like some of them have a pretty good single joke right like robert picardo right. has a pretty good single joke <laughs> but when you when you just go on and on with cramming people in you lose space for someone like Carrie right. Fisher to be funny. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. fun seeing. Yeah. Uh, she d- be funny. It's fun to see like I never on my bingo card did I ever have uh, we're going to put Dick Miller and Robert Picardo together <laughs> as garbage men. Garbage as partners. Man. Garbage that was partners. Great. Yeah. Uh, before we fully leave uh, Carrie Fisher, Scott, did you enjoy watching her make pancakes and sticking her fingers in her mouth about eight times during the process? Oh I'm going to say this is going to sound completely opposite of what I would normally say, but there's something okay about Carrie Fisher. <laughs> right. Oh, that is, there's nothing wrong it. with that. That, that whole scene the whole scene of uh, right after Art's got a gun and he comes over and goes, Hey, what are you doing? You got, you, you're, you're, you're making food in there. And he comes in. Mm-hmm. That whole scene is so full of background stuff that's going on. It mm-hmm. is freaking insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's from, picking did, out on the you, ribs and putting, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you notice he ate the dog food and then is, <laughs> is he's making faces. Uh-huh. He like reaches back. Carrie Fisher's characters walking behind him and he, he's just grabbing food from everywhere and she's feeding the dog. And he just reaches back and he starts eating it. But he keeps on talking and then he makes a face <laughs> and Carrie Fisher puts down the that. food for the dog. It's just like it's and huge that kind of, layers of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, that, that kind of thing is always a team effort. I'm, I, I'm, yeah. I'm quite sure that is always a team effort. When We're not talking about a Coen Brothers movie, right? Where no. a, a couple right, of people right. have, have done everything. But like in a movie like this, and, I, and for that stuff, I was always thinking about Real Genius. Because Real Genius mm-hmm. has this set dressing that is incredibly interesting. If you stop and look at it, like the, the movie right. will just fly you by people doing like a weird experiment and how, how a a team of people have gone into a a laboratory set and figured out what they're going to put there. That's funny to look at and to Mm -hmm. ponder, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's, and that's all over this movie too. The team of people responsible for the uh, practically abandoned house next door and the property. (laughs) I just want to, I want to applaud them because it's like, you should, you should just pause and stare at that thing. Somebody, somebody put a lot of effort into that thing. Sure. 
How <laughs> terrible were the how terrible were the naps? Because they'd only been living there for what would they say six months a year or something like that? I'm trying to remember now, but yeah, yeah that, it's, that it's is not six months of decay. No. Uh, no, no, <laughs> not yeah. even close. Like, like that, that that looked like a like haunted the, house, man. That was nasty. Yeah, I like that I, the street, of course, was a character in this film, and yeah. the fact that uh, there was something they they kept you wondering: is it supernatural? What's going on? Is it uh, you I, know, what mm-hmm. what exactly is going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish it wasn't the same street I've seen in so many other things. Nah, but I'm, right. look, again, that's not a that's not a big sin. That's just like that's a choice. They made a choice. They did make a choice. And we they never they could have done. We it never anymore, leave. But. We never leave the street. Right. Yeah. The whole, mm-hmm. we, yeah. the yeah, whole you, movie. Yeah. The You're literally single, trapped in the burbs and it's a cul-de-sac. Yeah. You're trapped yep. in cul-de-sacs. Feel funny enough. I'm reading a horse yeah. horror book right now or a book, a, a short horror book about uh, a street. It's all about a street and it's a cul-de-sac right. and it's very bad that it's a cul-de-sac. And then I watched this and went, mm. Oh shit, we're all about cul-de-sacs this week. Like you might say, <laughs> was this filmed in the U S and the guy would say, no, I mean the uh, Midwest is what I meant to say. And he'd no, say, no. And then I'd say, well, where was it filmed? They'd say, well, it was shot in the universal back lot and has been used for many films and television shows, including desperate housewives from 04. Uh, some yeah. of the buildings have changed over time, but Walter's house is the only building on the lot that hasn't changed at all. Well, and so many times we see Bruce Dern on the peak of the roof of somebody's house and behind him are the Hollywood Hills. And like you can see, clearly you (laughs) can see the Hollywood Hills. It's very clear shots, you know, like they didn't, they didn't try to even obscure it. They didn't cover it up. Like, I mean, that's a choice. Yeah, sure. I like the miniature stuff at the beginning when, you know, this is all pre Google Maps, So you couldn't really zoom in and do that effect effectively Mm -hmm. without making a miniature. So they make this miniature of the neighborhood and the grass looks like, you know, turf. I'm always a fan when they, when they use the universal logo or the MGM or the Warner brothers logo as part of the movie, right? Like Waterworld does this well, where it shows the polar ice caps, the universal globe, uh, the, the logo disappears, the, the ice caps melt and uh and part of the land disappears it's so great i love that yeah it's uh, it's maybe that's it's probably my favorite use of it i'm trying to think of another good one but yeah the flintstones one how they, is another good one where i think <laughs> either they do pangea or they just they just i think they do pangea where they just push all the continents together i think yes. that's right yes. yeah so that's, that's cool one. that's a great idea I, um, yeah. I do like how they, they zoom from outer space at the opening mm-hmm. and then they come they do the same pull out as well but it's just like you know, it makes you feel even more claustrophobic when you realize how zoomed in and just locked into that one little co- location you're at. Did you guys, uh, what'd you think about Mr. Mooney's, uh, what'd you think about Mr. Mooney from the Lucy show for doing Walter? What'd you think about that? Yeah. So I, that right. guy died yeah. not long after this thing was made, but he looked immediately familiar to me and I couldn't figure it out. So then I looked it up and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Lucy, he's from, he's from all yeah, that yeah. whole era, There's like a, all that 50 shit. He was in all of that stuff. back On up. his IMDB Gail page. Gordon. Yeah. Gail Gordon, there's a photo of Gail Gordon looking exactly like Bill Dana as Jose Jimenez, and it's it's really throwing me. Yeah, but his his the whole thing with his toupee, uh, you know, it was like one. It was like one of those things, like where, like I said, you you introduce it early, you pay it off later, and that's what I want more of in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was in two. So he was in a, the he was in the Lucy show and Here's Lucy as two different people. 
wasn't even right. the same guy. That's I, crazy. I don't think I remember that. McGillicuddy! It was just the... <laughs> <laughs> like it was... Just, uh, uh, I remember him as the boss, the boss at the bank or something? That, she, that must have been the Lucy show, was right? Funny. Wasn't she? Yeah, Lucy show. Yeah. Yeah. Which was, you know, color, post post uh, Desi Arnaz, all that stuff. It's weird. Um, right, yeah. The Burbs was his last film. He did some TV after that, mm-hmm. but this guy was, uh, you know, that's it for him. He's, he's good. And his dog, right. by the way, is the same dog... Mm-hmm. The toy poodle Queenie was played by the same dog that played Precious in The Silence of the Lambs. That's really that. wow! That Those dog has seen some stuff. Yeah, it has. I know that poor dog. <laughs> Put the lotion on the shit skin. On people's lawns too. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a funny what a funny career that but dog that, had. Yeah, yeah. That that poop looked real, man. That was some good looking poop on that on Rumfield, <laughs> on Rumfield's yard there, man. I wasn't sure. Was it the, is it what uh, the 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 kid uh, the uh, do we what do we know the name of the 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 weird neck beard boy that lives in the, uh, the Kopex house? The, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's, do, um, do name? Yeah, that's Courtney Gaines plays him. <laughs> they really called it. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. He's is called, it, uh, hold on, it's Hans. That's Hans Klopek. Hans Klopek. Courtney Gaines, yeah. yeah. Is it uh, the poodle poop that he slips on at the end when he's trying to get away after crashing the ambulance? Because that would be perfect, uh, a perfect little call. Oh, that would have been does, great. That right. would have been great. But, but yeah, I, didn't it, even it catch, I didn't even catch that. Like when you just said it, I realized, oh, I just yeah. thought it was like wet yard. Wet yard. A wet yard. And yeah. by the way, so that dude hey, always Pinocchio. plays. He always plays this kind of character. He did this in uh, the yeah. the uh, hills, not hills have eyes. The kids in the corn, corn kids. What's it called? Children of the Children corn. Of the corn. Corn, kids. corn kids. The corn kids. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's the he's the he's Malachi, isn't he? No, Malachi. he's not Mal. He's not Malachi. Oh. He's a different oh. different one, but he's he's prominent. Anyway, you look at him now, and you're like, he does my taxes. Yeah. Just a tax yeah, guy. And yeah. exactly. and Why? someone once again, I hate to be always making this complaint, but there is a known for section on an IMDb page. You go to Courtney Gaines, <laughs> and you ask, what is he known for? Some agent has gone into IMDb Pro and only listed things from the last 10 years. Mm. And oh, really? I'm sorry, uh, but Courtney Gaines is known for a, being that 80s weirdo, mm-hmm. not not yeah. for the wrath of Becky or whatever's in that. Whatever list. that is, yeah. I've never even heard of yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find who he is brand new. I mean, this is now, all my, my most recent that the time I saw him most recently, though, was uh, in an episode of my name is Earl. Cause I was doing a watch through. <laughs> he's Lloyd. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he plays, uh, he, he plays a guy who's lost faith in humanity because yeah. he bought like a, a, a car that had like a hillbilly tune up or whatever. Anyway, it was, uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's the guy. That's that, that's Hans. His character is called Lloyd. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Ibid, I owe you an apology. He did play Malachi. I have him mixed up with somebody else. Oh, good. Okay. And that was his <laughs> debut. I, it was the first thing he ever oh, did. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. I'm shocked by that. But he was in all that old weird '80s stuff, and then a yeah. bunch of shit, you know, in the '90s, Alias and Sweet. Oh, that was 2000s. Uh, he's in that movie <laughs> my wife loves, Sweet Home Alabama. He's the sheriff in that thing. Like he, this guy has worked. Wow. Look at him, yeah. all the way up yeah. till today. He's got, a, he's got a versatile look that can go from like, like Cletus the Slackjawed Yokel, apparently, all the way up to uh, Joe Franklin, your your yeah. accountant. Yeah, <laughs> that's why he's affected my life. He's affected my life and probably people around me uh, the most because I don't think anyone's ever asked me, "Oh, who's in this picture?" And I haven't said it came with the frame. Mm. I always say that. <laughs> mm. And were we just talking about? Um, Oh no! Somebody else I was talking about L.A. Noir, the video game. He's in that, and I remember his yeah. face pretty clearly. Oh, that really? movie was all about capturing actual faces, and then yeah, 
doing yeah, all their the dude stuff. from Mad Men. My gosh, that's like I I feel like that's one of his film roles because <laughs> the fact that, guy that they from Mad Men so prominent as the main character in Eleanor. The fact that they never made either a sequel or something using that tech again mm-hmm. is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, totally. It was yeah. really good. You were supposed it to was really good. you were you were the it was the first game I ever played where your human ability to recognize patterns in people's expressions was part right. of the detective right. work, right? Determining uh, on if they're whether or not they're lying and yeah, it was great. It was really great. awesome. I don't know what happened yeah. there, but never went on, went never went past that. Um, the other only other trivia I have here is this film received the worst reviews of any film released in the year 1989, according to many who worked on the wow. film. Worse than Turner and Hooch. Yep, worse Jesus, than Turner people. and Hooch. Uh, see, um, including the director, editor Marshall Harvey, and co-stars Wendy Shaw and Corey Feldman, uh, they hated it too. They thought it was the worst thing they'd done. Mm. But the box office success is now deemed a cult, or, and and had a it, sorry so, was a box office success. Well, it made money and is now deemed a cult classic. According to you, got to you got to forgive Corey Feldman here. Like he he got cast when he was seventeen. Yeah. He was eighteen years yeah. old when they made this movie. And they have no idea what to do with this character. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't understand why the character's in the movie because, yeah. like, they, they have this get Charlie Sheen apparently. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's a, he is a, like Corey Feldman in the character is a genius. Like every chance he right. gets, he's so great. Except the very, very end. We'll talk about that later. But er, like every chance he gets to be funny, like from the beginning, the first time you see him, he's carrying two completely full gallons of paint. And he goes for it. This guy does not hold back. No. Nope. Right? No. Nope. And then and then as the movie goes on, you're like, well, where's Corey Feldman? I want I want him. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's not yeah. got anything to do. He's, the whole like I think the whole point of him, and he, he's the one that gets to break the fourth wall at the end and look at the audience and, yeah. and tell say how much he loves this GD street I love or whatever. This street. Yeah. Or whatever he yeah. says. Like I understand the movie wanting to have this character for a couple of reasons. One, it's like kind of our eyeballs a little bit, but also mm-hmm. brings in the youth watchers. And then also he's, he's funny. He's pretty funny. And he's also mm-hmm. got this, this antagonistic relationship specifically with Rumsfeld. And mm-hmm. I think that maybe some of that's needed in your neighborhood stereotype. Yeah. You got to have the kids who piss yeah. you off or whatever. Yeah, And this, this also pulls in a, a little bit of his audience, his following. He was pop, super popular at the time. Kind of, uh, sure. Uh, you had so, to get a core you know, in your film. You were doing all right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. But if you have two cores in your film, it's a hit or miss. Yeah. Like, I just, I just right. want to say that lost boys. <laughs> the, the May December couple are named Rumsfeld, right? Rumsfeld. Oh, is it? Field. Rumsfeld. Correct. Oh, yes. okay, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> Not Donald Rumsfeld. It's okay. uh, Rumsfeld. I was. I think I mix it because he's very militaristic, and Rumsfeld was. You know, <laughs> yeah. Right? I do the oh, same yeah. thing. This um, yeah. Corey Feldman IMDb photo is just bothersome. I don't like it. Oh no! Let me, I it just makes it. me oh. feel. I don't know. Weird. It, I don't is like it. Michael Jackson cosplay. Well, he's. The, it? It's all he does now, but it's something about it. Yeah. I can't put my finger on it. It's artfully done, whatever. But it's just like, meh, I can't. Yeah, this kid weirds me out. For, these days. for me, it's the it's the skinniness, it's the eating disorder that we, you can clearly see on this guy. Mm. Like, yeah. it just I don't know. It's maybe. it's hard to look at. Maybe it's just oh 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 Zampic. Maybe that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's there's a picture of him in like a pink velour that's later in his IMDb photo collection that I think would be a far better IMDb photo. I'll put it in our. Uh, all right, I'm in. <laughs> like platform pink loafers, 
uh, a completely <laughs> velour uh, sweatsuit and then a pink. I love those moon. I love those moon boots that he's got moon, on. Moon loafers, are... pink moon loafers. Moon yeah. loafers. Yeah. Oh, look great. at those! Holy shit. <laughs> okay, so I, you know, there. I'm going to say this. I don't think Corey Feldman is uh, all that entertaining. I... He sort of just annoys me. But I will say this: this dude has never stopped working his ass off to be relevant, and I respect yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I will never. You will not catch me criticizing Corey Feldman because we, uh, yeah, he was. We used him up. That that's our bad. Anything that. Corey Feldman is the now Hollywood is machine shoot him up and spit him out and we and we yeah. bought tickets to the whole and thing. And we let it. Yeah, wait, we bought tickets to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. no, I no doubt and about that. He, apparently you know. he was in some sitcom with Waylon Flowers and Madame from uh what? from from Man, or no, what was it Tic Tac Hollywood Squares. What? Uh, I swear to God. About. I'm looking through his photos here and there's like <laughs> really? Here, I'll put another copy of this. I don't know what this is from. Uh, uh, copy, paste. Here you go. That is uh, Madame over in I'm the cage on the right. I'm oh, the the puppet like Madame. Oh, yeah, Whale oh, Flowers yeah, and Madame. Oh, yeah. I don't know what uh, to do with this. That is from a show called Madame's Place. So apparently, <laughs> yes. Apparently, there was a. <laughs> A sitcom all about Waylon Flowers and Madame. There it is, eighty-two to eighty-three. Didn't last long. Total surprise. <laughs> uh, it looks like anyone else in here we know. What is this? Corey Feldman, Judy, Judy Landers. Like, we've seen in a couple things. Uh, Edie McClurg. Edie McClurg is in it. I love her. Joyce Brothers is in it. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to seek this out, but I can't believe this I existed. I would be amazed if you can find this streaming on anything, even in a very complex way. <laughs> right? There's got to be. Uh, yeah, we got to try it, though. Maybe DVD, I, maybe a DVD set out there somewhere. But uh, Wild. Absolutely I'm, I'm wild. I'm watching a trailer right now by, on IMDb that's showing me him like in a sling blade type thing where he's wearing overalls and a bad haircut. I What is this? They won't show me what the name of the movie is, though. Is he saying... Uh, French I don't know. Tigers. I'm not turning it on. Okay, you're not going to play it. You don't want to hear it. it. Yeah. Well, Mad- I'll figure it out eventually. Also, Madden's Place doesn't have a trailer either, which is a bummer. I'd really like to see oh, that. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. yeah. Like even just a promo coming up tonight something. after Night Rider. Just a clip. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's a clip on YouTube. It's funny because when there's even short run stuff like, you know, uh, Walter, which was the radar spinoff from MASH or even after oh, MASH yeah. or any of these things, mm-hmm. I was aware of all of these short run didn't work out, you know, flow, Enos. I knew about all of them. I've Flow. never heard of this one. This is all new to me. No idea. Can uh, can you believe that Corey Feldman and Dick Miller are the people we've seen the most on film sacks? Shut up. This? Shut up. Really? Is that true? Uh, we've seen Corey Feldman eight <laughs> times now, and I can't even, I couldn't have listed this if I hadn't sat down and, and looked it up. Like is that eight true? times? That's I don't crazy. remember seeing him eight times. That's crazy to me. Wow. Just watch doesn't even have a listing for Madden's place, but uh, no. But YouTube, YouTube has all six episodes, and yeah. uh, and I just linked you the opening theme if you want to. We're playing it. Do, I remember that. We're doing 30 it. Thirty seconds of this. We're doing it. This <laughs> is happening. Think of this time. Here you go. They often say she's an ageless wonder. Her lustful life makes this lady tick. Oh gosh. Oh my gosh, dude. You will uh, believe a chunk yeah. of wood can talk after watching that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I guess we we lived with Alf for a few seasons. It's not that yeah. crazy to think, but yeah, man, woo, yeah. This isn't even listed on Just Watch. They don't even have a listing for it. <laughs> no, because they don't want you to just watch it. I might, I might have to watch this but, just for the hell of it. There's something called <laughs> Save It for Adventure wanna, Club. There yeah, maybe that's bad. At least you want to jump episode. forward. What'd you if say? You jump forward a couple of decades. If you want to jump forward a couple of decades, you can watch this weird ass straight to video looking thing called Lucky Fritz uh, with Tori <laughs> Feldman. After he's struck by lightning for the third time, a shy country bumpkin discovers that everyone who comes in contact with him finds him irresistible. Oh, good lord! That sounds like a movie yes. written by Corey Feldman. Here, I got yeah. it. Corey gotta... Feldman, starry Corey Feldman. Well, here's a yeah. taste of it. Here, yeah. I'll just play a little. What a shame. He's been obsessed with her for years, and she knows nothing about it. Why doesn't he just talk to her? He's just too shy and insecure. Hey, Lucky. Hi, Gretchen. Oh, my gosh, dude. This looks like shit. <laughs> I'm not even watching the video, and that sounds horrible. This looks like garbage, dude. Uh, so, yeah. so, Randy, this you're telling us Dick Miller and Feldman are... Wait, did you say Feldman, or who did you say was the other name that are our biggest film sack? Uh, yeah, yes, Dick Miller. We've seen him nine times now. He's our wow. most sacked of this crew. Oh, so oh, of this movie, okay, but yeah. not not like most sacked of all time. You just mean in, oh in no, this gosh, film. no. Okay, um, I was like, how I just, have I missed all those Dick Miller appearances? I was losing my mind. Like, like coming into this, you know, we have this broad discussion about comedies on film sack and mm-hmm. and this mm-hmm. sort of thing. But this is our fifth Tom Hanks movie, and. Um, so like Tom Hanks has this really clear line of demarcation, like before time, Tom Hanks comic mm-hmm. after time, comic Tom Hanks drama. Mm-hmm. And right. is Forrest Gump, the, 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 the BC and AD of uh, right? Tom like Hanks. It's, Cause it's, yeah. it's like a, it's like a comedy only it's played by like a drama. I don't right. Know. Exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> but he, you know, he definitely tries to put stuff like this in his past. And I would argue that like some of his best work is like the money pit because it uses yeah. him fully. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, so does so does Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump uses him fully. Like it's everything sure. that Tom Hanks can do all in one movie. Yeah, it's but, the entire like, Buffalo when they get him in that movie. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but like you know, we saw him in Cloud Atlas. We sacked Cloud Atlas, mm-hmm. and I if you if you'd asked me you know yesterday what was well you know to name these movies I wouldn't have even remembered it. Uh, Cloud Atlas. I would have forgotten that too. Yeah. I saw that and didn't hate it, but I remember feeling. Like I was going to forget it. And I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You know, like I, yeah. while I'm watching, I'm going, oh, this is, this is ambitious. This is interesting. I know the book is beloved, all that. And then I got done with it and went, this isn't going to stay long. I'm going to be, I'm going to go eat a sandwich and then I'll remember the sandwich more than I will remember this movie. And I did. Yeah. I remember that sandwich. It was a roast beef thing that my wife so, made. So yeah, that's I funny. Just, when you do look at his list, right? You go from like, uh, uh, Money Pit, Volunteers, Bachelor Party, Dragnet, Big, Punchline, The Burbs, Turner and Hooch, Joe vs. the Volcano, Bonfire of the Vanities. Then then you get League of Their Own, and then he slips into rom-com mode for Sleepless in Seattle, and then Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the line That's of demarcation. That's the kickoff. I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. I, wanna, I remember seeing I that. Praise. I saw that with my sister, and I went, oh, okay, new Tom Hanks just this is dropped. Not, this is not Bachelor Party. Yeah. <laughs> New Hanks, who this? I, I think we should we should compliment whoever put together the known for list for Tom Hanks because you can only pick four films, and that's yeah. real hard. 
But the four they picked mm-hmm. are perfect. They are Big, Forrest Gump, Castaway, and Captain Phillips. Hmm. And I might argue with Captain Phillips, but but mm-hmm. for Tom Hanks' entire career, that's a really good encapsulation. Like mm-hmm. that is these yeah. are movies that are really super focused on him, right? Mm-hmm. Especially Castaway. <laughs> Castaway, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's just like that. Wow, how'd you do that? I, you know. How like, do we feel about Castaway these days? Do we do? Did we sack it or no? I, can't no, remember. I don't think we Gosh, did. No. no. Uh-uh. Okay. I'm. I'm curious how. It's been years since I've seen it, but I, 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 I've seen it a couple times since I saw it in theaters, and I haven't not enjoyed it each time. Yeah, I think I always like it. I think it probably holds yeah. up. That might be sackable yeah. though, in a from a just sort of educational standpoint for us to go through it. And mm-hmm. yeah, Dunaway, so. Dunaway is a part of your love for this movie, a Tom Hanks love. Like, do you do you feel oh, God, like? Tom yes, Hanks? I am. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks was my life ever since I first saw him in uh, Bosom Buddies. Mm. Uh, I had I had followed everything he did. See, I went with Peter Scolari. I followed Peter Scolari after that. And <laughs> right. he's, he's all I cared about for <laughs> sure. a long time. Sure. Um, no, you like get your Henry Desmond in there for sure. I think it's hard. It's it's easy to forget this because he is still so prominent in film. But back then, it was almost like punk rock to like Tom Hanks, or Tom Hanks was a, a new burgeoning like force in our in our growing up like- comedy world, right? Felt like it. Yeah, he was he was like uh, the high school senior when I was in my freshman year. That's mm-hmm. what he was always. You looked up to him. It's like, oh, this is what the people slightly older than me are doing. And God, they're cool. Mm-hmm. And that's I just ever since then never never gave it up. He'll always be my high school senior. Crush. So so just this is the total side note and not me directly. So I can't you know speak for it directly. But my brother in law Steve, who does a lot of. Uh, uh, finishing work around the country for different companies. It's a, the, the company he co-owns does like, you know, you take old wrought, wire, uh, wrought iron from the 20s and and restore it mm-hmm. or put up new bronze where old bronze has fallen apart or whatever. It's that kind of stuff. Historical arts is what it's called. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Hanks had a gig uh, for some restoration and their company got got the bid. So, so he got to meet him, went out there to this place he was restoring, got to hang out with him for a minute. They were in the middle of making something big. I don't remember what it was. And um, he says that Tom Hanks is every bit as affable and nice and easy to be around as you think he is. Like he is not faking that. That is not a, not a, not a bull crap thing. He does just for interviews that he's like legitimately interested in what you're doing. He wants to talk to you. Uh, He's has no problem talking about stuff. He, is in or the things you like about him. He's not like precious about it. He's supposed to be based on, based on his conversation with him. Sound like he sounds like the nicest guy for real. Yeah. And that, that always appealed that to me because very... it felt like somebody, you know, who, who, who wasn't so separated from the rest of us back then. Yeah. That, that interview I sent you uh, through discord, he is being interviewed and he's doing it from his home office. And in that home office is just walls of, typewriters that are of old school typewriters with the old school cases and everything and just everything about that room just screams i'm just one of you crazy people yeah, yeah. this is my collection what do you collect yeah kind of it's thing. my collection. Yeah. What's, what's your weird ass collection type yeah. retro is what he does he types retro, type retro. <laughs> that's right, yeah. that's right. <laughs> um there was a gross thing do you guys know what oh, i thought was uh, gross my guess and it wasn't really the the fingers in the mouth as much as it was the uh, keeping Walter's toupee in your underpants. 
And then, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a great, yeah, that's a good one. Did not make the yeah. top, uh, the really? top spot, okay, but wow. it's pretty good. So any other any other guesses of what gross uh, a bee in Richter Common's mouth? Ding 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 ding. Where's my ding? <laughs> yeah. No. No, it's yes. Sorry, it's yes. If he's ever said yes, I would use that as a thing. That is correct. <laughs> Anytime you depict, even if it's fake, even if it's dead, even if it's a prop, you got a bee in your mouth. Scott yeah. wants to get as far away from you as human, humanly possible. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Ugh. I just I can't was just thinking. It. All I can think is. There is no point at which they're showing them washing Walter's toupee before they give it back to him. So he's going to get that toupee. And, it's, and, and you know, uh, Tom Hanks did a lot of physical uh, work between the time that he shoved it in his pants with the whole dog thing and everything. That, uh, that thing definitely got some, got some sweat. Did we got ever ball sweat on it? Yeah. Did we, you're totally right. But did we ever get any kind of confirmation as to why they had the toupee? It got mixed in with uh, the mail, apparently. Yeah. They did that. that he says the yeah. When the detective comes at the end, he says, uh, and, uh, "Yeah, he was supposed to be checking the mail." Oh, Doctor Kloppik. By the he way, uh, Doctor right. I'm like, no. By the way, that de- <laughs> that detective is um, uh, Rance Howard, yeah, father the, of Ron Howard. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, he, cool. he, oh yeah, yeah. He looks a lot like him, or at least one of the detectives. There are two of them there, but um, the white guy, tall white guy, bald guy, was uh, Tom Hanks's, or not Tom Hanks, huh. uh, Ron Howard's dad. Hey, Scott, I, I want to play a really quick game with you because I put this together okay. when thinking about Tom Hanks. Watch Do this it. movie. Do it. So uh, I'm going to give you four things that people genuinely believe are uh, truths about Tom Hanks. These are all conspiracy <laughs> theories. I'm going to give you four conspiracy theories. You need to tell me which one is actually true. Okay. And, and not tell me he doesn't eat babies a, with uh, right, Hillary okay. Clinton in the nah. basement of the pizza place. Okay. So wait, so, so one, Tom, one of Tom these Hanks is true is what you're saying. One, one of, of the these four. is true. You're okay. going to guess which one is true. All right. Tom Hanks conspiracy theories. Here we go. A, he was seen wearing an ankle monitor. That's okay. Number there. one. True. B, he is actually a Greek citizen. Okay. C. True. C. He was executed by the U.S. military. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's 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 false. Okay. Okay. You think? And D. He was a key part of the cabal of celebrities who initially spread COVID. Um. <laughs> the jury's still out. The jury's um, still out. I saw that episode of Saturday Night Live where he was oh, hosting. After yeah, I'm gonna go with but that bullshit. Greek. Right. The Greek thing. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah, been he's, a bold, he's been actually a Greek citizen that gets wrapped into so many conspiracy theories about Tom Hanks, like that Dual he's citizenship. like I guess that the country of Greece somehow has this shadowy power. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, pulling all the strings. Yeah, uh, yeah. That whole the last two weird. make me want to throw up, but the yeah, rest of it I of I can deal it's with. The, and and there's a, some worse ones I didn't list, but like there's just it's just so strange how. If you're popular and you're nice and you have a lot of money, yeah. like that, you just get glommed onto. You know? Oh, of course, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, it's the We're worst part the same of that thing with Taylor Swift right now. Yes, I we mean, are. She ain't Science. done. She yeah. ain't done nothing. She ain't got freaking time to do nothing except her freaking music career. Look no. at the girl. That's all she her does. Tour, yeah, exactly. And she finds some time in between all that to to attend a few 20. games. And uh, yeah, yeah. Did we uh, have this problem when uh, Jack Nicholson showed up to every Lakers game? No, we didn't. No, because we didn't no. think he would run out on the court and propose to uh, Charles Barkley at any right. point. I just get what well, I don't understand why people would go after. <laughs> why would people go after someone who has years and years of experience 
attacking back in song. Like, mm-hmm. don't, right. yeah, don't yeah, yeah, do yeah. this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're giving, her, they're giving her several <laughs> albums worth of material right now. Yeah. If you flip off Eminem in the street, you know it's going to be in his next rap song. Oh, yeah. If you, yeah. You're going to get, right. if yes. you break up with Taylor Swift, back. you're going to be a part of her thing. But this idea where people are like, somebody flipped me off in the middle of the street. That's right. But people are like, she's a CIA, CIA operative plant. I'm like, you guys are, you guys are smoking all the wrong weed. What are you doing? Good Lord. Whatever. She's a national treasure and everyone should just calm the F down. It has made me really look forward to a Super Bowl where I don't care much about the teams because I'm just like, I I can't wait. Like, you know, I can't wait to see stupid. Like, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be weird. And that's what I'm there for. It's going to be so dumb. She, I mean, even the last, what the last playoff game where the camera stuck on her too long and she could Mm. tell because she was looking at the screen. She, and she yelled, get off of me. It's like, stop. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And heaven forbid, like there's, you know, right now, one of the uh, sports betting apps is taking bets on whether or not Kelsey's going to propose to her at the, uh, the game. And that really needs to be tied to a, Chiefs win because there is no way if the 49ers win that they're going to try and take the spotlight away from the 49ers for a Kelsey proposal. I don't think I think they're normal enough people at heart that they do not care to do this in front of anyone. They're not going to do it. Why would they ever do that? How awesome would it be for uh, that proposal to happen? And then they cut over to a shirtless Jason Kelsey holding up <laughs> holding up his ticket from the wager he made. Oh, oh that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Knowing that this was gonna yeah. happen. All right, that'd be funny. All you yeah. know what even be better? A commercial with him in a hallway throwing his jersey at her saying that's thanks for the coke. It's kid for you, kid. Yeah, oh so like, exactly like the uh, mean Joe Green Coca Cola one. Yeah, Perfect. there's all kinds of ways to ruin this, but if I had to guess, if they're <laughs> if they are serious about their relationship, there's no way they do this shit. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. she already is annoyed. Yeah. She just wants to be at the game. She doesn't want to be yeah. filmed the whole time. We're oh, the absolutely. ones doing they are that. Not looking, they're not looking for more attention. No, right? exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. We're the ones doing it. That's the other thing. Is everyone who's mad at her? I'm like, dude, she's not. Do you filming want a Corey Feldman? This is two cheese people. Yeah, be, <laughs> be mad at be mad at Fox. Be mad at TNT. Be mad at whatever network's carrying the game. The TMZ. Yeah, yeah. Whoever's doing it, they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. One thing I was going to mention here, uh, where is it? I forgot. Oh, uh, the thing that annoyed me the most about the movie was how long they let that trash sit out there, which is basically the whole film, <laughs> right? Which was was great. They kept running over it. It become a character as well. Yeah, that's such a yeah, like kind of similar thing with um, Money Pit. You know, you get you get these kind of running gags. I mean, we saw it with uh, uh, a recent watching we did of Real Genius on on. Um, uh, couch party where it's just this kind of background running gag the dog always showing up at the house being built and and it never gets explained yeah. it's just it's just kind of always this i think it was a uh, i think it was a commentary on the writer strike at the time uh similar to <laughs> garbage strikes and you know they were trying to say that these garbage men weren't going to take it anymore we're uh we're garbage men and we're not going to take well it is that what the water meant in uh yeah, i think you might report. be reading something into that <laughs> yeah uh, that's what the rain means in minority report, Brian. That's how that's now we understand. That's right. It all makes sense now. Uh, here, kind of funny watching Tom Hanks. I mean, I touched on this in my song, but uh, Tom Hanks watching Mr. Rogers and then he's going to play. Oh yeah. I love that. Years later. Oh, right. I didn't even, you know what? Until yeah. you just said it, I kind of forgot about all that. I never saw that. So it's, it's not in my movie. head. Oh, God, it's really so good. good. Yeah. I meant to see so it. Good. What was that called? Won't you be my it's neighbor? It's called Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, I believe. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I saw the documentary and it worst, had a similar name. Worst name ever, apparently. Yeah. Oh, really? Really? No, Just I would I would give that to uh It Could Happen to You instead of Cop Gives Waitress a million dollar check or whatever it was. You just you just remembered that title though. 
Yes, we because I remember. hate it so much. Yeah, same with Edge of but Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow yeah. sucks. We're not going to forget the the opening discussion we had for the patrons about Vince Neil because <laughs> it was not because it was good. <laughs> yeah, no, I titles are important. Titles remember. are important, but when they, they pick one important. that's not Absolutely. as good as the one they could have picked, we get annoyed. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, real quick here too. Also, I have a neighbor named Ray Peterson. I just wanted to throw that out. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He's not, nice. we don't have any trouble with this. And the other thing this movie does, the whole movie hinges on the idea. This is okay. Cause you can park your brain, but yeah. the whole idea that there's no such things as cops to call when you have probable cause, like there's enough going on with that house, including safety issues, uh, there's a million different resources at your oh. fingertips to come have that yeah. thing checked out where you don't have to go uh, break in and dig a hole. You don't have to do any of that. You know? But but right. look, look, that's the balance here. You're a suburbanite. You're living next to these neighbors. And Ray mostly is trying to just be a good neighbor. He doesn't want to cause any trouble. Doesn't want mm. any, you know, nothing, you know, no, no stir up. He assumes the best, right? That's the, that's the, that's the pressure of living in suburbia. You, but you I do it. think it's, it's illegal to bury something in your front yard, especially, uh, was it human remains is what they were burying oh, the backyard. Yeah. The, yeah. backyard. the backyard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they yeah. had enough. They oh, had absolutely. enough oh, evidence. Were they were, were they burying, they were burying the trash. Like they were you know, taking how many stuff times? No. Yeah. I, but I, I really relate to this. How many times I've seen something kind of odd in your neighborhood and you have to kind of go, am I going to call somebody right. or am I going to let this pass? Yeah. I grew up in a weird neighborhood in the eighties and this was like, this wasn't even close to as bad as some of the properties that I remember kind of staring right. at and wondering like, <laughs> like there, you know, places that are like falling in. Like the place, look, yeah. there's someone living in there and the roof's going to collapse. on. Yeah, them but if you found a human femur bone, you probably would. What, what kind of bone? A human femur, that's a human femur bone. <laughs> it's a human femur bone. You would probably call <laughs> somebody or do something. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I just, that's I really, the so there, there's all types here in this movie. Uh, some of them would. Ray would, Ray would sneak over in your, uh, no, I'm sorry. Ray would say nothing. Art would sneak over in your backyard. Yeah. And then Rumsfeld right. might do something. We yeah. had uh, we had a neighbor that would uh, that, you know we we had pretty close knit neighbors still do, and very frequently summer nights we'll be out on on one of our driveways with a bunch of folding chairs and just sitting there chatting, drinking beer or whatever, and but there was one neighbor who lived next door to this little cluster of six of us six houses of of people, and um, he would he would come in with his car, come down the street, open his garage door, go in and the garage door, he would have it closing as he was pulling in. Like basically the point where his tires oh. wouldn't trigger the, the electric eye and make it go back up. As soon as he passed that, the door would close and we would never see him until oh, that is great. Yeah. Until one point his water line broke or something outside broke and it was going into one of our neighbor's houses, one of one of the, the, the close knit neighbor's houses. And so he had to go over there and say, Hey, you're, you're flooding my basement with your water. <laughs> yeah. And other than that, we never saw this guy. And we always wondered like, yeah. Oh, what's he doing? We always, we kind of assumed, Tell you know, Clopex kind of stuff. Like he's killing people <laughs> and he's bringing them in. And yeah, I have a clip of it. Actually, you guys said, is this your water main? And he said, no. And you walk around. <laughs> That's that. exactly what he said. Yes. Yeah, that makes hey, sense. Scott, did you uh, did you catch the Freaky's breakfast cereal? <laughs> no, I caught it. I yes, didn't. I did. I yes, that. so Tell that me was. More. Go ahead. Oh. This again, like I I can't imagine rewatching this movie, but it did really start yeah. out. 
it really started out setting my expectations high because like it's the first morning in this neighborhood. And for some reason, the newspapers get delivered at 11 AM. I don't understand that part, but um, <laughs> we're, you know, like we're going in and we're going to have breakfast and Carrie Fisher has every piece of food in the house is out on the kitchen every, counters. Everything in the family yeah. feud list of what can you eat for breakfast? Is yeah. In there. And it's all yeah. out. And of course her husband doesn't want any of it, which is, Perfect. So right. Freaky was a real this. thing. Was that a real cereal back yeah. in the day? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I still have the little rubber somewhere. I have the little rubber characters that you got inside there. The big one was called Boss Hoss. That one I remember. Right. Wow. Snoodles or something is the is there's no slork. No. God, what is the one with the little okay. the trunk? Uh there were well, names for each of I these did, freakies, and yeah, I didn't know uh, Perina made uh, cereal. Yeah, Ralston was the parent company right. but that looks like a Purina logo on there it's Ralston, yeah it does uh, Purina was a so that was the full deal, company it was Ralston Purina wow yeah. I didn't know yeah. that yeah uh, now they, they were eating these later and they were doing something weird that I don't remember anybody ever doing uh, they were both Carrie Fisher and Tom Hanks were both had notepads with pencils while watching Jeopardy what exactly were they doing doing yeah i, I was wondering about that like were they they i think they were they were keeping their own scores as they got questions Maybe and so. uh yeah um interesting okay this is interesting this cereal was <laughs> this cereal was discontinued in 76 yeah uh, right exactly. so and, and that is one old food. that is one old yeah. bowl of uh, cereal that they're eating that's wild why would they use that yeah. okay well whatever maybe it was that since it was out of print you didn't have to pay anybody for using the right, brand yeah. or something that's probably it. Yeah. Oh, I got a box of freakies at the house. We'll just bring that in. Box mm. of box of freakies. Oh, they and for a while they had fruity freakies and they had yeah. cocoa, cocoa freakies. freakies. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I thought, they, I thought they brought these back for a short time. Did they not? Doesn't say. Yeah. Well, let's see. No. Seventy five. They had, uh, the burbs. They mentioned the burbs in here. They also appear in the two thousand film Flakes. Um, yeah. Which was, I guess, was like a <laughs> movie ab- about the creation of cereals or something. Uh, Freaky Serial right. appears in the 2017 film The Case for Christ. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. All right. And then finally, uh, post credit scene, Star-Lord is seen wearing a Freaky's t-shirt in the 2023 oh, right. Guardians movie. So there you go. He is. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, kind of funny. This cereal uh, made by the same company that made Friskies. So you got Friskies and Freakies produced by the same company. And don't get those confused. Yeah, don't mix those up, apparently. dude. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Although I don't think I think the neighbor. What's his name? What's the neighbor's Art, name? Yeah. Art, Art, Art would eat it. He wouldn't care. Art would eat it. Yep. Yeah, he didn't yeah. give Art a shit. anything. Dude, that guy. He died, by the way, this actor, pretty young. Yeah. yeah. Comedian stand-up, mostly. Probably ate some weird shit. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I don't yeah. know. I don't know cause of death, but. I'm just going to say it's because he ate some bad food. How about that? <laughs> uh, oh, complications from advanced diabetes. Well, I, I tell you, oh, I guess geez. we, I guess yeah. we nailed it. Yeah. Um, I saw that coming. I, yeah. I, I felt like most of the movie, he and Tom Hanks just didn't really have any chemistry, and it wasn't comedic lack of chemistry. Like they weren't, you know, they weren't like enemies or something mm-hmm. in the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like I don't, know, I don't know. They just didn't feel like buddies. Trivia says I, they didn't get I along. I thought that was. Yeah, I thought that was kind of intentional. It's like, you know, you kind of got that friend. I had these growing up, friends that were just friends of convenience. It was like, oh, yeah, they live next door. They're my, you know. They were your friend while they live here. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The trivia claims that they did not get along. Let's see, where is it? Um, uh, Where is it? Somewhere. I thought it was in the top ones. Maybe it's others. Um, Okay. I really wanted to see this. Oh, here it is. 
Tom Hanks and uh, Rick Ducommon did not really get along during filming, according to Joe Dante, but Hanks was a very professional person and kept it very loose. Mm-hmm. But I don't, it sounds like they kind of sure. bonked heads. So. Mm-hmm. But it does say uh, earlier that, they were, that everybody was so happy after the thing ended. It says, everyone in the crew had such a good time working on the film. Tom Hanks personally bought everyone on the crew and all the other actors sunglasses and left a personal thank you note to everyone in the cast and crew. Aww. That's yeah. nice. Oh, He's I, a nice guy. That's nice. Sorry, but you were about to say something. Oh, it was just... A- <laughs> I was looking to see, apparently, the uh, back on the freaky cereals, those little plastic toys I was telling you about, the full set of them, seven PVC figures, selling for $129.99 $129. on eBay. Oh, my wow. gosh. Nice. Did you Oreo closed, closed auction. No. Uh, this no, sounds no. like a job no, for a no. 3D printer. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. All right. You know what? We're going to play a commercial. Here. Check this out. Freaky's cereal. Enjoy. Oh, excellent. This is the story of the Freakies and their perilous search for a home. Oh my gosh, that's Burgess Meredith, by the way. Yeah, what? This yeah. is the one with the song Meet the Freakies. All right, whatever. There's more. The leader of the Freakies was the fearless Boss Moss. Whenever the Freakies had a problem, they ran to Boss Moss. Boss Moss. I understand exactly how you fail. He never. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Stuttering John Wayne. I don't even know what to say. Okay, here's one from '74. I think this has a song. Okay, let's try this one. Yeah. Oh, they made it rhyme. They made it rhyme. <laughs> That's all new to me. Oh, None of this. Great. I don't know any of this. And if you don't, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't have the energy to go look it up, just imagine the ugliest '70s art yeah. that you've ever it's, seen. It's like exactly if, if somebody. It, it's like saying uh, we have our crumb at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, but memorable clearly to every, most everybody great, but me. Sure. Pretty great. Maybe my yeah. mom was real hardcore about no sugar cereal for a while. Mm-hmm. So I, I think oh, really? I was I was held it was held away. Oh from yeah, me. we went. Oh, we went through a, a phase of my mom. She was like, "Okay, we're only eating." I forget what they were called, but they were like mostly freaking bran, and they were shaped like mm. cat food with the crap. Oh, the little squares. They were little hollow squares, right? Yeah, yeah. Those. Yes. See, you know what I'm talking about? I said I know, cat they food. Were like, knew uh, what I was talking about. Really scratchy. <laughs> yes, they look like they yes. seriously do look like dry cat food. They were squares yeah. of bran and super rough. To tear oh, up the top, God. the roof of your mouth. What were uh, they called? Yeah. Do you remember the name? Uh, hated them. This is ringing a bell too it. for me. Oat crackling oat squares or something. Not crackling. <laughs> that's crackling oat brand. But oats, yeah. is it just oat squares or oat? Uh, maybe just oat squares. Maybe. Let's yeah. see. Um, I don't know. I was scarred for life. Obviously, I can't remember a name, but you know, I can't either. I remember Dino Brand Pebbles squares. and Wackies. Those were discontinued. There's a lot. Yeah. Of, there's a lot of these. That I, there's, we, you know what, a whole Cracklin' Oat Brand is that it? Cracklin' Oat Brand. Cracklin' Oat Brand is that it? It was Cracklin' Oat Brand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this stuff right. sucks. It is yeah, cat food. There it is right oh, there. Yes. God. Looks like oh, cat food. It really does. Such hate. Yeah. I didn't remember this at all. <laughs> oh, it's so bad, Randy. <laughs> You're yeah. luck- lucky. Yeah. yeah. Well, anything that's anything that's mostly brand, you know, 90, 90 yeah, plus yeah, percent yeah. brand is not going to be good. No. Yeah. I mean, I thought I I used to think that my least favorite was, and I know this, you know, your your mileage may vary, but oh. I really hated the little 
pebbles. What were they called? Um, grape nuts. Grape nuts. Grape I hated grape nuts. Oh, yeah. gra- oh my God. That those like break a tooth. Yeah. yeah I, I love those yeah. things so much like but, to oh, this day. Of course you do. But crackling what? oat I'm brand. Serious. You know what, Randy? You should try crackling oat brand then if you like those. You might like yeah. those. Well, like the, the, because yeah. the whole thing about grape nuts is that you put a big heaping teaspoon of sugar on them and uh, uh, slice a bunch of banana or other fruit. Okay. And it's mm. delicious. It's delicious. So, so far, you don't like this cereal. Milk, you just the sugar like and the banana milk. sound great. Right. Mm-hmm. This way it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, don't, hey, hey, kids, remember, don't drown your food. No. Right. No. <laughs> Mayo, salt, ketchup, or goop. Yeah. That's how the <laughs> yeah. song went. Come on. Yeah, no, it needs a beat. But yeah. uh, So uh, before we I have two things before we get off the before we even go to clips, but the, the ending. So there's an alternate ending, original ending, and I shared it with you guys. It's yes, still, yes. you know, the Clopex are still uh, bad. <laughs> it's still, right. they still oh, got rid bad. of the map. All right. But they, uh, instead of Tom Hanks uh, beating up the, the main uh, Clopex, Dr. Uh, Clopex, yeah. Werner, in the back uh-huh. of the... Uh, ambulance basically he's caught just as he's about to inject tom hanks by all of right. the neighbors they all open the door and find him in there that's an interesting way of doing that. that yeah yeah there's a great soliloquy or uh uh whatever uh that uh, <laughs> Moment. uh henry gibson well he like he he gets to talk about you know that's the thing about the suburbs you buy the wrong yeah. kind of car you don't take you do the wrong thing to your lawn you do this you do that or you know you kill off the original owners and the whole neighborhood talks about you and it's just such a funny like you know he's right except for that whole like killing yeah. the neighbors or killing the the previous owners thing yeah Dealt from a different perspective. It's just basically the same speech that Tom Hanks makes just a little bit before he jumps into the uh, into mm, the ambulance. Right, but right. yeah, it, the weird, but the weird from, from the different yeah. perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you don't get uh, you get nothing about um, like Art's house doesn't catch on fire. The ambulance doesn't. The ambulance doesn't even move. Uh, it just stays put. So the Pinocchio never uh, drives off and gets gets busted <laughs> that way. So you don't get the Art's wife's back joke. Um, yeah, it's interesting though, and there's no music until it plays the "It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood" theme. Mm. I, I think if if I remember correctly, the script uh, was originally going to kill off Ray's character, or was it Art's character? One of them dies essentially at the very end, so that's how it ends. Mm. Instead, so it's a much darker script. Okay. I can't I can't yeah. figure out how how this movie could have ended that would have made it work. Like it just I, I don't know. There's some for comedies like this where very very used to and i i personally really really like when the movie ends with some sort of resolution between people often right. it's like better off dead john cusack and the girl are now in love and they're you know like they, uh you could have had I, I don't know like neighbors who didn't like each other but now they're best buds or something like that like there's just there's just something missing and and it didn't even really try to go there and probably because if you found out your neighbors actually were real serial killers, like what, right. what are you going to, what are you going to mm-hmm. do then? Right. right? Like, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. It's, it's these just, were, these were know. Tim, Tim Burton serial killers, right? Like that, in yes. fact, that movie, yeah. the whole movie, yeah, that's it's a good, the movie right. kind of just reminded me of a Tim Burton movie anyway, kind of in a way. Yeah. And yeah. some of the music that's was nice. like, Oh man, this, is that Danny Elfman? Cause that freaking oh, sounds I, like him. I found the music. We didn't talk about this, but I found the music, very interesting this time. Usually I just roll with the music. I don't think nothing about it because I've seen it a million times. But this time I tried to figure out exactly what 
they were trying to, you know, say with the music. And mm-hmm. it was it was interesting because I, I, I thought it was a lot more uh, homages to like, you know, the older mystery thriller films that I had seen in the past. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it, some it, hitch, was, it was some hitch, kind of all over the place. Kind of hitch hockey, hitch hockey. <laughs> Sorry, hitch hockey. Hitch hockey is the hitch hockey. Let's go play some hitch hockey. I got it. Oh, I got hockey. Some hitch hockey it's in my a... left. <laughs> sounds like a Potterism. It sounds like a Henry Harry Potter thing. Harry Hawkeye. Potter. It's a Harry hockey. Ah, <laughs> oh, hitch hockey. But like, yeah, the, the the ending that you described, Brian, and then you put the the copy in there actually sounds hilarious. Like all the neighbors still think the the Klopex are innocent, yet Tom Hanks is dead in the back of the ambulance yeah. as it drives. Yeah. <laughs> as it drives off, I kind of there's yeah. something that's kind of. Uh, Dark and twisted about that. That would really be a like. much darker ending yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, it did feel like the, the ending was missing something to me. And I, so I yeah. thought me, and I hadn't had time to watch your, your extended thing. So I don't know, but is there, does it feel like it plugs any holes or? Well, that one is, that one basically the resolution on the one I gave you is the same. It's not the one where, where Hanks dies or uh, Ray dies, but, um, it's a little bit, uh, it doesn't feel like there's as much mayhem on the street at the end that the real film has. Oh, I see. Um, okay. So, yeah. Gosh, worth, there's worth a lot of people standing around. There the really are. Movie. A whole bunch of neighbors that you never see until this moment, apparently. Yeah. Mostly from, yeah, Ricky's uh, friends. A lot of those are there. It's fun. Yeah, and teenage right. yeah, teenage kids from all over the neighborhood are there, and yeah. all of them had terrible hair. That was Ricky, a, those had to throw a party. Yeah. I remember thinking, <laughs> dude, as somebody who was a teenager in the late 80s, I looked at that and went, our hair wasn't that bad, was it? No. Oh, it was bad. It was terrible. And oh, I gosh, still use the, I Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> every every time we order a pizza, I always I always have to tell people, you can't go now. I, I called the pizza dude. And pizza dude's coming. Yeah, the pizza dude. <laughs> and that was a lot of pizza, yeah. by the way, for those many kids. There's it no really way. Was. Yeah. No yeah. way you're eating all that. Oh, dude. I want to I see what Ricky Butler was actually. I think he was the murderer. I think he also murdered his parents because they're supposed to be out of town as well until Thursday. And uh, he's getting away with a lot. Oh, do they say uh, that? I was wondering about that. So they actually say his parents are out of town? Yeah, his parents are out of town. They've been okay. home Thursday. And, All right. Uh, I was thinking yeah. he was some sort of like, uh, you know, crypto bro or something. He had infinite money no. and could afford, <laughs> afford a, uh, <laughs> yeah. a house no. in a cul-de-sac. On the, it's a very <laughs> weird portrayal in that way because they don't make that clear until the end, I think. Or yeah. close to the end. The same with what's his name's wife. It's same like with what Art's you... wife, which you don't even see in this alternate ending. There's no, there's no Art's wife. In oh yeah, there's no ending. Art's wife. And Art had a had a kid's toy in the backyard of his house, but I don't think he has any kid. Or was the wife with the kids? Uh, his kids, his kids are grown up. That's okay. why, that's he's he's bored. He's bored. did you did you just yeah. come up with this lore? Dunaway, like no, I dude. Did. I, I watched the movie. I told you, I watched the movie a million times. All of us in there. Yeah, I set, I set out there. to, I set out to give Brian Dunaway his episode, and I'm really, really proud of us because, like, he is, he is really standing up to this. Yeah, yes. like, I'm proud of him and us. I, I agree. I, I'm liking the movie more because of Brian's love. Yeah, for this movie. that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. same. Uh, there's something um, about this is yeah. like me and uh, Time Bandits. It. Feels like that. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but, I'm yeah. going to give one more thing here. Uh, the Joe Dante Wikipedia page is has a fascinating section, and we may have talked about this a little bit with when we talked about Gremlins or Gremlins Two when we talked about uh, Joe Dante. But this still blows my mind. There's a list of unrealized projects mm. um, on the Joe Dante Wikipedia page, including a uh, a Jaws Three People Zero. 
a Jaws sequel that was going to be pitched <laughs> as a spoof. I, best yes. name ever. Great title. Yes. Uh, a, a fourth Halloween movie, The Return of Michael Myers, an early attempt at a Batman film that would have had John Lithgow <gasps> as the Joker, what? which would have been oh, amazing. Oh, wow. My God. Wow. Uh, a version of Jurassic Park that he came up with. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, a but, mummy but before remake. Before he gets any good CGI. Yeah. Right. Remake. Okay. My Favorite Martian starring Martin Short, a live action adaptation of The Jetsons, uh, a version What's of The that Sixth My Favorite Day. Martian. With that, my favorite Martian with uh, Doc Brown wasn't was wasn't it, that was it one Christopher Lloyd? Well, no, was it was the guy was we it? just talked about. It was um, uh, Burgess Meredith, wasn't it? Or am I thinking of something else? No, it's about the well, movie. the original one. It was Ray Walston and and uh, oh, Ray Incredible Walston. Hulk dude. Uh, That's right. Yeah, uh, David Banner. There was a film uh, from uh, uh, tw- it was Christopher Lloyd and Jeff Daniels. You're right. I'd forgotten about this yeah. completely. Christopher Lloyd and Jeff Daniels? That's crazy. Elizabeth Hurley, Daryl Hannah, Wallace Shawn. Wow. Man, it's a comedy or else I'd say we have to see this. But But it may be so so little comedy that it feels It could be. Yeah, yeah, it only made $36 million. It it cost $65 million to make. Yeah. Let's see. So speaking of comedies. Might be worth it. Yeah. Go ahead. Speaking of comedies, I'm watching this the other day. And I'm thinking about, will I ever watch it again? And I was thinking about movies that I re I watch a lot of, I rewatch a lot of movies, right? Sure. And so like, it's like, what do I rewatch? I think I rewatch comedies about three to one over dramas. Mm. Um, Because rewatching something is a more joyful experience. Like I will rewatch a drama, but I have to be in the right headspace for it. Right. Right. Right, so anyway, right, I happen right. to be thinking about all of this at the same time that this huge ask Reddit thread pops up asking people, what's your most rewatchable comedy? And so I tracked it. And once it had kind of died down, I, I took it and sorted it a couple of different ways and it came up with the top 10 most rewatchable comedies. Ooh, what do you got? And, and I just want to, I just want to give them to you really fast because yeah. I think there's something here. Fire. So number 10, the princess bride, okay. number nine, Zoolander. Yeah. Number eight, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Number seven, Groundhog Day. Number six, The oh. Naked Gun. Number five, Office Space. Number four, Clue. Number three, Hot Fuzz. Number two, Galaxy Quest. And at least according to Redditors, the number one most rewatchable comedy is My Cousin Vinny. Really? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, I, there were so many in that list I would have put higher than My Cousin Vinny. But yeah. a lot of the other ones on yeah. that list I'd agree with. The number 10, what was 10 again? The Princess Bride. I would have put that way higher. Yeah, and, my, my and kids watch that. And uh, I don't think of Princess Bride Groundhog as a comedy. Day. It's just an adventure with comedy in it. Mm, yeah, mm, but you sure, can say that about sure. a few of those. And the Burbs is not on yeah. there. I would have actually expected the Burbs to be on there. And I, I couldn't even find it. Like, no, I don't even think anybody oh, mentioned really? the verb, the wow. Burbs. And I think because uh, like rewatchability, there's something to rewatchability that it's like you got to have great quotes, you got to have great visuals, you got to have like something different. There needs to be something different about the movie, and like mm-hmm. every one of those ten, I can tell you, you know what the, what it is, you know, like Groundhog Day was. It's the initial of I don't a know how genre you, and so on. You know? no. I don't know how you rewatch Groundhog Day because watching it once is like watching it 10 times. I don't know how. <laughs> guys. Oh, really? I, I feel like that that's movie. a multi-watch yeah. film for because, me. Yeah, but it's so yeah. quotable. You yeah. Know? No, that yeah. movie, I've seen that movie so many times. I think it's very rewatchable. But the the ones I expected to be on there were maybe they're too holiday-ish, but like Trains, Planes, and Automobiles. Trains, Planes, and Automobiles should be on there. 
You know? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So this list is bullshit. Let's all opinions. Ghostbusters is more that's adventure with comedy though, so I don't know if that fall, that works. Right. Maybe it would. I don't know. But there, yeah, but like, that it's obviously this is a list made by redditors and it's nothing scientific. But we should come up with our own. What the I, film I sack guys and their their top five rewatchable yeah. comedies. You know, the oh, thing like the that. thing about them all is they're so quotable. Mm. Like it really sticks out to me that uh, I've known people quoting Office Space for the last twenty years and Clue for the last forty years and and so on. You know, and like what is I, it? What is the substance that gets us to? remember a quote and yeah. think it's fun to say it again and watch it again. You know? Owen doesn't have a unsure, friend. But, yeah. Right. Owen doesn't have a friend. <laughs> unsure, but I had a lot of people screaming out the same things that I, I love from this movie quotes, like uh, on social media. I've had a bunch of people just come at me like, you know, hey, Pinocchio and just everything that I said for decades people echoing that right back at me. So it may just be the group of people too. Maybe. People who follow yeah. me probably have a particular set of humor that they like. Right. I don't know. Sure. For, for like the 15 years after Anchorman came out, I called it the most quotable movie that was ever made. And I, I can't. Just, what? Go ahead. What were I, you was gonna say? Say, I can't remember. <laughs> I, I can't remember even other than other than stop trying to make fetch a thing. I can't think of another thing from Clueless that I pull off the top of my head. And I've watched that. Well, times. that's mean no, girls, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's mean yeah. girls. Clueless. <laughs> Oh, Mean Girls. See, look, look. Yep. Yeah, I can't even remember those either. Yep. So apparently I can't remember anything from Clueless. I'm Clueless. Yeah, anyway, you're Clueless. Number four on this list was Clue. And like, oh. it's it's highly rewatchable. You have yeah. to rewatch it in order to get it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Clue. And there are so a- many people in our in our circle, in our community that love that movie unashamedly. And, and I agree. I mean, it's great. But is it infinitely rewatchable? I don't know. I, for me, no. I like to turn it on. It's fun for me. No, I I won't. I don't mind, but I find Clue to be a little too manic. It's just a little too yeah, like, yeah. Zany, too zany, too yeah. zany. Not a big zany so, fan. So, so yeah. what is the what is the term? This is something else. I wrote, I wrote down a bunch of terms for comedies, and I'm curious what the term is for the burbs because like uh, there's there's manic, there's slapstick, there's zany. Those are all different movies. This is not that. It's a, it's a what comedy that makes you uncomfortable. A, a squirmity. A it's squirmity. 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 <laughs> I like it's, squirmity. It's, uh, to, to me, my top films, if you ask me what my top films are, they're all going to be comedy horror. I mean, Ghostbusters was the first that really mm. grabbed me and said, this is my movie. Even Star Wars never felt like my movie. I love Star Wars and I, mm-hmm. I took a lot of stuff on from it, but I didn't feel like I was out there beating the streets telling people, hey, you got to watch the Star Wars. You got to watch the Star Wars. But I really felt uh, committed to Ghostbusters. I felt like I, you know, I just, I was like, oh, everybody's got to see it. They got to see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that burbs, there's several other that I, that I like in comedy horror. So mm-hmm. I, I was, I was surprised that they listed it as comedy mystery thriller. I think it's the title they gave this film. So I can tell you as a father, the, I could not, Genre? I could not make my kids watch. Uh, Back to the Future faster than I did. Like I, I <laughs> yeah. couldn't wait for them to see it. Yeah. It was like you gotta watch Back to the Future. Check it out. Yeah, because to me that was like the quintessential. And Ghostbusters too. It's similar. Um, mm-hmm. Which is right. ironic. I haven't seen the new Ghostbusters at all. The, either. The oh, dude, ones. it's so good. Oh, it's yeah. so good. I mean, is it so it good or is it okay? Yes. Okay. All right. No, I the the Paul Rudd. Worth it. Paul Rudd. Worth it. Yeah, Paul Rudd Ghostbusters stuff. Yeah, I would. I would say. The Ghostbusters Afterlife is my favorite Ghostbusters movie. Really? Until um, this new one, right? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Right. Um, like, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't think of the original first Ghostbusters movie as highly rewatchable. Not like Stripes is, you know. Oh, oh my gosh! I don't know why. I don't know why. Right? To you, Stripes is more rewatchable than Ghostbusters. Than Ghostbusters? That's interesting. Yeah, I would. I would definitely yeah. put Ghostbusters higher on the rewatchable list. Yeah, I like Stripes though. Once again, was once that again, was that in that Reddit list? Taste. Randy, was Ghostbusters in that list? Should no. No. And, and and so like my my angle was uh, if Anchorman isn't in your top ten most rewatchables, I don't know what's going on. But like we <laughs> we all have those. Everybody seems yeah. to have those. Like yeah, you I. Know, it, yeah. I'm going to say unpopular opinion. After you've been so kind to me about the burbs, I'm going to say <laughs> the anchorman anchorman kind of wears on me. It's a little. I have never seen yeah. the anchormans either one. Oh, really? Never seen the anchormans. I, I don't know. I mean, it's that movie. I like it. It's good, but it wears on me. It's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, those it's a very self-aware comedy. It knows it. it's like the, you know, it knows the type of jokes that, that uh, Will Ferrell is really good at delivering, and it's and it makes him deliver those really well. But it's well, self-aware, like it's and, a. And the problem is, their sort of extended crew went and made a ton of movies just like it in the yeah. years that followed yeah. it, mm-hmm. and so they kind of all ran together. And you have great movies like Wedding Crashers, and uh, but uh, it's not like it's mm-hmm. not singular at, at some mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Good right. point. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Speaking of points, it's time to earn some points with the people who like clips. <laughs> nicely done. Yeah. Nicely done. You like that transition? Well, I good, really because did. here come the clips from it. Uh, for example, let's talk about what uh, the neighbor did. What are you doing up? Walter's dog just took a dump on Rumsfield's lawn again. <laughs> good, honey. <laughs> <laughs> she is under underappreciated in this. I yeah, really like she that. is. Uh, here is... Oh, I just wrote does this bug it. Everybody, you ready? No, oh, I know it. You don't even have to do it. It is the talking while eating. So much of that in that opening. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, it's terrible. Here it is. I like grave diggers. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I saw that and immediately went. Oh, oh, Ibit. Yeah, Ibit I can't hates do this. it. That is that is my. You found my kryptonite. Yep. Yeah. Uh, here's <laughs> trains his dog. I can't remember what this is. And you know why? Because he trains his dog to crap in my yard. Oh my gosh, Bruce Dern, you're the best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I recorded the gross moment with the bee. Gross. 
Yeah. yeah. And he, would, he wouldn't be able to hear him flying. And you still hear him flying when you see this dead bee coming out of uh, Rick DeCoven's yeah. mouth. Yeah. It's so it's cheap sound design in that. It and is. same with him touching his teeth and having it go when he touches it. I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's a, uh, if it was just a real dead bee or if it was a, a prop. I don't know. I don't know either, but whatever that was, it looked real. Like it a did wet, look real. Looked like a wet yes. dead bee to me. Bah. Yes, like the legs are dragging and stuff on his tongue, which... Oh, oh, oh that's so gross. <laughs> oh, why'd you say it like... What? <laughs> <laughs> what grossed Randy out the most in... In, in, in this episode of the, of the show. Posthumously, yes. <laughs> this clip is called How Hot Was It? Real hot. It was sweltering. You know that heat where your underwear sweats and it crawls up the... Anyway, it's hot, okay? Thanks for not going all the way there, bud. <laughs> Glad you didn't finish that off. Um, hi. I like this. Hi, your house stinks. Hi, your house stinks. That's good. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, you guys going to say that? Hi, your house stinks. Hi, your house stinks. Awesome. It's almost like a question. Hi, your house stinks. Yeah, very much. <laughs> I, I, I feel like they got several takes, and that was the one where he said host the least. Oh, let's see. Hi, right, your house right. stinks. Oh, yeah, he does. He has He's an accent. Canadian, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Hides it. Here's a cat thing. Smells like they're cooking a goddamn cat over there. <laughs> <laughs> there are times that he sounds like if you close your eyes you can imagine joe biden saying it yeah he has a real biden vibe to him he does yeah. and the older he gets like the more he does uh dick miller and robert picardo together at last no way wednesday night i'm gonna leave this seminar could change your life Vic. the man is a great healer and i'm a great bowler and wednesday night we're taking on roselli plumbing that guy it's just the same guy and everything yes and yeah. i and we love him for it Nothing wrong with that at all. And Dante took him everywhere he went, seems like. Just yeah, like, exactly. Oh, yeah, Gre- yeah. The two Gremlins movies. and Yep. It's like here. All the inner space, he's in there. Yeah, I think he's in a, Small Soldiers, I think. He's kind of the, you know, the, the Christopher oh, yeah, Guest right. collection kind of thing. Yeah. The equivalent for Joe Dante. Did we do? Christopher Guest collection is <laughs> awesome. It sounds like something at Macy's. Yeah. yeah. Like something you, you get one, a new one every month. Yeah. <laughs> and if you order now, That's uh, right. you'll get one le- two left shoes from... Order now and get the Wes Anderson collection. Oh man, I don't know if I want that one or not. Here is some serious Woody, uh, some Woody vibes. So here's some serious Woody uh, from Tom Hanks. Enjoy. Why? Acting like what? What am I acting like, Carol? That that's his Woody. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does do that. There's a snake in my boot, Carol. (laughs) Uh, Another uh, just him going why? Why? I mean that's so Woody. Yeah. Uh, you are garbage man. Well, you're gonna pick up the mess because you are a garbage man. <laughs> <laughs> was he laying backwards in the ca- in the, in he, the he was yeah. he, he came out half shaven I, and he was upside down. Yeah. I just want I want to thank you again for bringing Bruce Dern in this movie into my life. Yeah. Seriously, it's yeah. great. He's, He's so the star great. of the thing. I mean, I love him. I love him in Hateful Eight. I love him in Nebraska. I love him in everything. But this is this is top of the block for that guy. I love it. Uh, all right. Oh, we already played this. But I'll play it again. I hate cold the sex. That's Dick Miller. Didn't like it. <laughs> Parting words. <laughs> soldiers uh, have a saying, and here it is. A soldier's way saves the day. Uh-huh. Today. Do you think they really, they don't really say that, right? That's not a thing. Never heard he that He does. Before. I don't know. I mean. Maybe in his unit. <laughs> in his unit, yeah. sure. Um, something without hair. They don't ever leave the house without their hair. Oh yeah, he's, uh, talking about his thing. Walters. Here's oh, a great, man. great line we all love. I want to kill want to everyone. Do. Satan I'm is good. Satan is our pal. 
<laughs> I say that all. The, I say that all the time too, just randomly. Just they imagine if it's Kendrick Moranis. Like I can't stop thinking. Like uh, oh, they're so close. I want to John Candy, so yeah. they just eat all the time. John Candy would fit that stereotype. Yeah, the problem with Rick Moranis is, you know, uh, Tom Hanks's character is already unsure and a little bit meek about wanting to get involved with this and, and wants to be the voice right. of reason. I feel like Rick Moranis wouldn't have enough enough oomph to be able to convince Over, him to go yeah. so overly confident. Most, yeah. most of the people in this movie, most of the characters are neurotic. Mm-hmm. And so like, right. I'm just like, well, this guy, he's close. Like he's, he's almost neurotic enough for me. I just need more. You could almost have him as a fourth neighbor. Who's mm-hmm. get rid of the, let's get rid of the, the Corey Haim or the Corey Feldman yeah. crap and replace yeah. it with Take a nervous little twerpy neighbor. Who's very hesitant hyper um you know it's afraid he's gonna catch everything you'll get sick in there you know like a little nerd guy you could even get that with like a eugene levy kind of nerd mm-hmm. uh kind of thing too yeah i could have gone for that that'd have been all right mm-hmm. you live next door you are the one who lives next door yeah brother theodore <laughs> brother love theodore love, guy. love him guy rocks uh here's some sardine sounds it's pretty gross Thanks, Scott. Yeah, you thank you. Mute? I Can know I that now? was that's yeah. That was oh god, that was so disgusting. I that was the sardine on a pretzel, though. Just like the fact that you know, Carrie kind of nods, like you need to, you need to do this. Yeah, you yeah. need to have one of those. She she, she pat she passes it off. She shakes she takes off the sardines yes. and then she uh, she says, "Oh yeah, you got to right." Yeah, makes her husband do it. How lame. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that really did disturb me. Like I, I grew up with a dad who had every kind of meat in a tin that was possible to have. Like the pantry at our right. home had, you know, the Vienna sausages and the sardines yeah. and just like everything you could have possibly have. Canned spam meats. I like that and, stuff as a kid. Potted meats of all sorts. I kind of like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. sardines, like I, you just don't eat them straight out of the can. Find something else to do. With the sardines, and they're going to be okay. I agree. I don't agree. eat them straight that's out of the can. I agree with that. My yeah, brother would eat the raw. Funny. He would eat them right out of the can, my brother, but I could never do that. That <laughs> no, was gross. Nope. But you could eat them with something. A pretzel is not it, though. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, here's the full line with the no in it. Klopek. What is that, Slavic? No. There. That's where you get the <laughs> no. I don't understand why it was only parked outside all day. <laughs> Also, these Tom, they never really had resolution to this. The chick in the bucket is why he's doing this, but Tom Hanks sneezes after he eats the sardine. Oh, yeah. This is so weird. Listen to the sound. That's so weird. It is weird. And he says something like uh, house dust or or moving dust or something. Packing dust. I'm just thinking, dude, you're allergic to sardines or something. Freaking get out of there. you're, You're about to. (laughs) <laughs> die yeah he spit stuff out too so i wasn't sure if he was like holding it and was trying to spit it out or what or just got choked on it it was gagging it was really weird and they just never addressed it again yeah. so i figured mm-hmm. all right check in the bucket good job uh parked all day parked outside all day i use that every day as well he does look like the heat miser he'd be extra sarcastic just like the heat, no, not the heat miser. No, the heat miser. Yeah, the heat miser. Yeah, I was getting what are the you snow put some ones? Flaming hair on the top of his head, and he is that. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. All right, ask him yourself. Why don't you ask him yourself? Another good line from him. <laughs> Tom Hanks says he's sorry. Sorry. Ow. All right. So a classic Hanks. Sorry. Right Ow. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. 
Something about your balls. Why don't you just take your balls out of your wife's purse? Okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> sure. Good Why one. not? Uh, Rance Howard, Ron Howard's dad, talking. Destruction of private property. Destruction of public property. Three counts of criminal trespassing. Harassment. Assault. Vandalism. And that poor old man claims he's got a ransom note that says you kidnapped his dog. His job was to sum up where we were at that point. In the yes, <laughs> everything. That's right. Yep. How insane you've been. Yep. Yep. Then at the end, we get a little taste of Burton. Feels very Tim Burton, this part. <laughs> I mean, that's just like Burton as Yeah, hell. very Elfman. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's your clips. Which leads us to this. It's the film sack checklist. Theodore Gottlieb for president. Check. Not sure gas lines break like that. Check. And finally, sizzling fillings are not a thing. Check. Right. Uh, Star Trek connections. Please tell me Brother Theodore is in Star Trek, please. (laughs) Okay, we got a bunch. So I'm going to try to go fast. Uh, So we have Wendy Shaw, who was Bonnie Rumsfeld. That's the lady in the bikini on the lawn. Uh, She was in an episode of Voyager. We have Carrie Scott, uh, one of the friends of Ricky. Uh, was mm-hmm. uh, young Spock in Star Trek Five? Whoa! We have <laughs> we have Corey Danzinger, uh, who was Dave Peterson in this movie, was in an episode of The Next Generation. Uh, then the two big ones we have Dick Miller. Uh, Dick Miller managed to get into The Next Generation in an episode and in an episode of Deep Space Nine. And we have, of course, Robert Picardo, Joe the Garbage Man. Yep. Uh, Robert Picardo is all over star trek ever since he Legend. first appeared in deep space nine as the dr lewis zimmerman the basis for the emergency medical hologram i didn't know mm-hmm. i didn't know he was in ds9 before voyager yeah. i didn't know that yeah, he was a doctor and he scans himself and he makes himself into the emergency medical hologram. i did not that, know that that's mm-hmm. wild yeah. that's why that? he that's why he's a natural for voyager i'm about due for a rewatch at ds9 i might do that I need some yeah. good. Ba- I need a backgroundy thing mm-hmm. when I'm done with. Yeah. Um, uh, I started watching Saint Elsewhere in the background. It's great. And, oh, uh, hold up! You sent me that horrible cover of Born to Run from one of the. Oh, episodes. it's so bad. It's from the pilot, yeah. so I, we can forgive him, I guess, because pilots are weird. But that that show's great, and I didn't realize it's the same showrunners that would go on to do um, Arrested Development. So maybe that explains why I like both those shows a lot. Oh. I don't know. Sure. Uh, let's see here. The uh, let's move on then to the uh, the soundtrack grade. I'd give it a PFT for perfect for this. I don't think there's anything wrong with any of it. It's all good. Freaking loved how every time Rumsfeld was doing something militaristic, yeah. we got yeah. we got yeah. a little hook from the movie Patton. Yeah, I yeah. loved that. It's like lots of marchy sounding military stuff. That was great. Uh, it was a fun, I like that stereotype. I like it less these days because people take it too seriously. But I like a overly militaristic '80s guy who yeah, saw right. some shit in Nam, you know, and never quite got over yeah. it. Something about that. Very. Fun. Uh, let's get to the social media post. This is where you guys, in your wisdom, score about 280 characters worth of content that describe <laughs> this film. Let's start with Randy this week. The Burbs. Oh, youngish Tom Hanks. You're so much better than this. Carrie Fisher? Why? 
<laughs> the haiku? That was haiku, wasn't it? Wow. It was, yeah. I love it. Wow. Love it. We're in the haiku phase. Let's jump over to Brian yeah. Dunaway and his post. Perfect. The Burbs, a cul-de-sac full of double-fisted empty beer can crushing comedy fun. Hashtag, you keep a horse in the basement? <laughs> oh, yeah, the dog. Kind of forgot about the dog. Yeah. dog. Dog's chicken in the bucket also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brian Dunaway, uh, thank you. Brian Ibbett, it's your turn. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> the Burbs just goes to show you, you should keep your nose out of your neighbor's business unless you think that they really did kill and burn up the previous neighbors, in which you should definitely not keep your nose out of your neighbor's business. Nice. That's good advice. <laughs> Lock that in. You should, you you should keep your nose out of their incinerator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. A Buick. Uh, thermostat. Yeah, thermostat. Does that usually go up to 5,000 degrees? I- Hmm. Uh, not to world build too much, but do you think when they came back with all the skulls in their trunk, that that oh my would, God. are those their victims or are they gathering? They're the ones they dug up from the backyard. Oh, oh. After they, after they figured out they were onto them. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. I, I get it, I guess. I thought maybe God, they I need w- you to explain. I do, didn't need you to explain <laughs> this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it really, I honestly, wa- I watched this movie and I didn't come away with many questions or even really thoughts about it. And it's fascinating to me to be talking to someone who's seen it several times. Yeah. Like, it's just fascinating. Yeah. yeah. And like, I didn't it care for it does. the first time I watched it. It wasn't until the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, shit, this has actually got. Uh, this is actually a di- different movie than I thought it was. Yeah, so, it's yeah. your jam, your lifelong jam. Yeah, I didn't even want to watch it. When my friend said, hey, I didn't ever seen The Burbs. I was like, oh, yeah, I watched it at the theater. I didn't think it was that great, but we can watch it. And we watched it, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. All, kind, and it all kept, kinds of stuff I didn't see. So. And it kept you guys out of trouble, that that two hours. Yeah, and I kept going back. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Uh, let's get to the alternate titles. This was just handed to me by a, a crack team of alternate title people. And here's what it says. Uh, this first one is the funny pit. It's not bad. That's oh, good. It's a little like the, like the money pit, but you know, with funny yeah. or Dern after reading. I like that one. That was a fun <laughs> one. That's pretty good. Uh, yes. let's get to yeah. the, uh, yeah. the, some text. Now I'm going to rip through these cause it's all text this week and there are three of them. Uh, and I okay. wanted to read these because they're all pretty great. Ryan wrote in and says, I'd like to go back or I do like to go back and listen to previous episodes of film sack. Whenever I happen to watch a movie that is on the list. In this case, it was the A-Team, episode 522. They did the Star Trek connection in the movie, and you guys missed it. This is when they are breaking Murdoch out of, uh, sorry, out and play the 3D movie leading to Hammer, uh, excuse me, the Hummer crushing into a building. The A-Team theme is playing, and the movie is listing the actors and opening credits. Reginald Barkley is listed as one of the side actors. It's a rather random insert, so I think... That one of the, or sorry, so I think someone in the crew is a fan of Film Sack and put the connection in the movie intentionally hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he also that sent me sweet. a screenshot, which I now can't find. I don't know where that went, but I'll see if I can find it. But the screenshot is indeed, they put not Reginald the actor, Barkley. they put the, yeah. the character Reginald the Barkley character. from Star Trek in there. Isn't that great? Oh, it's fantastic. Huh. Yeah, it's great. I don't know how we missed that, but we did. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for that. We also got one here perfect. from an anonymous listener who says, "Hey guys, you guys were talking about the ha- the Haunted Hill movies with names like sounded like Hell House and so on, but none of you mentioned Episode three eleven, where the color was uh, uh, amber was the color of our energy that day. <laughs> anyway, where you covered the legend of Hell House? That was the one I was trying to remember, and that's the one with uh, shit. Like the shit. The, the, yeah. the audio clip you've got, I think shit." Yeah. Yeah, let's see if I can yeah. find it. Uh, that one's hard shit. to find because I think I just called it shit. 
Wait, do that again. Yeah. Do it again. Because I do it with the echo. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna see if I can find it real quick because I have Makes a lot of better. shits. All right, here we go. Here's this. This is. Here are a few shits. shit montage. Shit gratifter. <laughs> no, that's you. Hold on. Here we go. Holy shit, boss. No. Chicken shit money. No. Oh, uh, shit. No. Hold on. Hold the bullshit. Life's a joke. Shit burn. Yeah, that didn't open up shit. Bullshit. Oh, that's a shit name. Useless. Uh, shit on me. Shit. Remember this piece of shit. This is getting you meddling. The shitter. Hey, man. That's so weird. We're almost shit. there. I just know it. You heard shit, monkey boy. He's always. Oh, shit. Can fire I live for this shit. I don't give a shit. We're almost there. Holy shit. Oh. Serious shit. <laughs> you know, you are worse than a week of you. We call it a cheating. From now on, you stupid. I'm shut gonna up, find shit. it. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Well, I'm looking. <laughs> That's heavy shit. Hell, I just been. It's dead. Why don't we cut? Bullshit. Who gives a shit? Who gives a By someone who. Uh, someone cow. I can't yeah, believe I haven't found it yet. Shit. 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 All right. Dogs are. That is one. <laughs> Shut up. He's running the. All right. I'm can. Hey. Oh, wait. You. Shit. Hey. Did I? Shit. I can't find it, dude. Oh, no. Oh, my God. No, I know this, it's in this here. This makes me think of a. This makes me think of a great contest. You know how people count candies in a jar and whoever gets closest wins? I think we should count how many shits you have in that folder. No, you're not in that uh, page. Uh, Maybe this is it. Shit. That's it. There it is right there. Well done. Shit. Uh, It took so long to get it. The legend of of Hell House. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we went a long way to deal with that. Um, how about this one? A final message from another anonymous listener says, I have a weird movie recommendation for next time you guys are in the mood for such a film. It's called Youth, starring Michael Caine and Harvey Keitel. It also has a great performance by Paul Dano. And really, just from one bizarre breakfast that sticks in my mind forever, another good one is an early Taika Waititi movie called Eagle vs. Shark. I also love that movie. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen them, put them on their list or on your list. Thanks for the great content. Y'all increase the quality of my life every single week. Aw. Thank you. I've never heard of youth. Anyone heard of this? I haven't heard of it either. I I haven't seen youth in forever. I mean, if Paul did (laughs) a movie, I was thinking it was like a thinner thing where, you know, Harvey Keitel and uh, Michael Caine get younger and younger throughout the the film. It's a 20. Oh, did he even say Rachel Wise is in this? 2015. Um, Let's see here. Paul Dano, as he mentioned, uh, Jane Fonda's in this. Okay. You know what? You got me curious. What's the. Okay, a retired orchestra conductor is on vacation with his daughter and his film director best friend in the Alps when he realizes, sorry, receives an invitation from Queen Elizabeth to perform for Prince Philip's birthday. I mean, that sounds weird, or it sounds, I don't know, boring. Yeah. Maybe there's something weird in it. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds boring. It's it's also funny how many movies there are called Youth. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there's a ton. You really search for this one. Oh, my gosh. It's like we're obsessed with it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we must really be into youth and and hate old age. Mm. Uh, well, excellent. Thank you all for your your messages. These all came to us at eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. You can also leave voicemails there, and if you prefer an email, you can do that. Filmsack at gmail dot com. I would also like to thank uh, some great patrons of ours: Cameron Grantham, Daryl Quinton, and Robert Andrews. Just three of the many patrons that now support us. 
and like their favorite film oh. show. If you like it too, well, good news. You can get no commercials ever, pre-show content every week, and monthly episode specials from the hosts, as well as some art in the mail. Uh, all this stuff can be yours, but you got to sign up today at patreon.com slash filmsack. Our next movie is Hollywood, Hollywood Homicide. Homicide. Hollywood Homicide. <laughs> I played this video game. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. It what, like it. what is this the the is Harrison there, Ford, Josh Hartnett yeah, thing? Okay. Exactly. It's oh, about, about yeah. 2003, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Shelton movie. And it's also got, you know, your Bruce Greenwood and Keith Lolita David. Lolita Davidovich and Lita Olin. Oh, my. Never saw it. Eric Idle. Eric Idle? Really? Dwight, Eric Dwight Idle. Yoakam and Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips? <laughs> What? <laughs> I like Dwight Yoakam. He plays a good bad guy. I assume that's what he is again. But yeah, Keith David, shit. Well, Isaiah Washington. Oh my gosh! All right. Well, it also looks like uh, another comedy. Yeah, kind of. But good it, luck, folks. Good is, luck. <laughs> is it a comedy or is it like a what is this action comedy crime drama thriller? That's what it says. <laughs> Great. Or action comedy drama. Yeah, yeah. No I mean, horror. Wow, well, yeah. they couldn't figure out a way to get horror in there. That's unfortunate. That, I mean, that could describe like a, there's been a lot of film sack yeah. movies that have a, a ton of comedic elements, and they and yeah. it's fine. Like yeah, anytime we've watched a Schwarzenegger movie, right? Like he's right. He's making jokes. So all right, I never yeah. saw it, so I'm 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 open. I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Homicide, currently streaming on Max, and uh, that is HBO Max for the stubborn. Okay. Oh, oh, HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You're one of those, Brian. You're one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, watch it. I'll be posting later on Twitter how we're going to be watching this on HBO Max. Excellent. Great. That makes Excellent. me warm inside of my cockles. Let's move uh, out of here now Ooh, and say the following thing. We are going to be back next week with that. So please, please check that out. And also look forward to a February bonus host show for our patrons by who is it you? That's me. That's you. That's right. Yay! I'm excited for whatever you come up with. Those are a really fun aspect of being a patron, everybody. So check that out. That is going to do it for us. Sorry. Go ahead. It's the only time that I've ever solo podcasted. Like I realized that like I, I did college radio. So like, I'm not uncomfortable. It just like, since I started doing podcasts, it's always been with Scott Johnson with somebody else. Yeah. And yeah, no, I don't, I don't dark. do that much solo either. I've done it, but these, these are, I don't know. There's something about these because we're really digging into our film mm-hmm. stuff and I don't know, there's Love, something special yeah. about them. So they're really fun to do and I hope people enjoy them. In fact, I remember when we said, Randy, have you ever done a solo show before? And you said, no. And I said, all right, then. <laughs> all right. That is going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening for me, for Brian, for Brian and for Randy. Unconscious chanting. We'll see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. Smells like they're cooking a goddamn cat over there.